just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 68 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 4, episode 1, The Same Deep Water as You. This is the People's Podcast. O-T-H. What? O-T-H. Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. With the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> the motherfucking gangsters of right now. Basketballs go through. Oops. <laughs> but they also go through. Nets. <laughs> it's him. Let him in. Let him in. <laughs> Keeping up. Appearances Keeping up appearances That was really good Talking to myself <laughs> You know We're the motherfucking gangsters of Right now So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast Where it is always 10.30 at night So it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard Move on upstairs and settle in As tonight's episode for debate is Season 4, Episode 1, The Same Deep Water as You. Dom, we are here. It is the start of a new season. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, really good. Very excited to get into Season 4. Um, lots of people have said it's a, it's a really good season. Like People put it in as one of their favourites, along with season three and season three was was pretty good so hopefully this is you know for me it's it's just as good or even better so yeah really excited and and it's absolutely flown by i can't believe we're starting season four already it's mad it's crazy yeah it's i was thinking about it earlier that i mean i i think i've told you before but season nine is like a half season so season nine there's like i think maybe 10 or 12 episodes in there something like that so you know it if you were to take that out we'd be coming into like the halfway season you know by the time we'd finish this season basically by the time we finish season four we're pretty much halfway um you know a little bit under halfway but pretty much which is insane it's scary yeah it's exciting very exciting but how are you anyway how have you been you good good it's very busy time busy time um and not it's been it's been a yeah rough time had to let a couple people go at work that was rough um and you know it's been yeah it's a it's a busy rough start to the year work-wise but it is what it is the pandemic continues and like i uh, you know everybody's in it and affected together so i can't you know yeah 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 it's, it's not nice um and especially kind of you having to be the one that has to deliver that message or you know do those things or make those decisions is not easy so you know i sympathize with you but sometimes you got to do you got to do what's right to to keep things afloat and going and, and that's what it's about at the end of the day and you know i'm sure you would have made the 
the right decisions and done it in a like really empathetic and sympathetic kind of way so yeah i i feel i was explaining <laughs> i was telling you're done <laughs> I, I was telling my dad i feel like i it's the nicest way that someone could have been let go like i tried to make it as nice as possible because it was nothing to do with quality of work or uh them or anything like we have a really nice team of people uh it just literally they're just there's just no money there so we just have to make savings and that's sad um i'm hoping our paths will cross again professionally but yeah it's just not it's not nice like when i've had when i've done these things previously it's been because it's a reason like there's been like some gross misconduct or something and it's a bit easier it's still not nice but it's a bit like well this happens and now this has to happen but this is like there this wouldn't have happened if covid hadn't have happened or you know so yeah but what can we do we move on tomorrow is another day but i am um, on a brighter note i was thinking back to a convert to something we were talking about last week and you were asking me about the vegetarian food at christmas right you know people people always want to try it and this that, and the other and I had a bit of a, an epiphany. There was like a nice thought, so I will share it, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with it, you know, if they've got people like this in their lives. But I had this realization that I shouldn't, I never need to worry about that happening uh, because uh, Ethany always, always it makes me an abundance of like vegetarian food so that I'll always be be catered for like she always has my back with these types of things like as in there's always a load of vegetarian options and things and or things in the back and whatever and I guess my point is is that I felt I felt very lucky that I have someone that would always make sure that I wouldn't go without my stuff or without anything I mean it sounds like a stupid analogy when we're talking about food but do you know what I mean it's like uh it's a it's a fortunate thing that somebody else is thinking about you so you don't have to in a certain way does that make sense i don't think i've worded it right yeah it makes sense it's, so, it's, a, nice, it's a nice feeling it's a nice thought as well well i just i heard that part back uh when I, I was listening back uh when i was editing and i was like you know what i should have said that because um you know out of like a silly joke thing kind of gave me a nice thought so yeah it was good um but dom season four you need to tell me about your overall view of season three like we last season we did a thing Bef- on that i'm gonna stop you before we get into all of that i've got to tell you something that happened i had a dream that you were in okay last night and i've been holding on to this all day so i need to get it out because i thought i'm Great. not gonna i'm gonna tell him on the podcast because it's much more fun this way <laughs> oh you know i want to know everything i want to we'll know do what, it, we'll what, do it to what? thousands of listeners rather than just me and you which is just feels so much better and safer I'm, doesn't it <laughs> i want to know what kind of leopard skin you know sort of ensemble <laughs> i was wearing how much baby oil i had on i need Fun- to know it all funny enough i seem to remember you having like um like quite an 80s kind of 90s like tracksuit jacket on so i actually think it was the one that you have from the mighty ducks film 
Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was red and blue. So it was it was the one that you were wearing when we when we first started podcasting. To be honest, so but it was like the the, oh. the tracksuit top. Do you remember? I know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was that. And we were awesome. in my old we're in my old house. So in my parents' house, mm-hmm. and opposite um, my parents' house is the old school that we went to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're we're standing. We're having a conversation or something. And then all of a sudden, something across. The road catches my eye and I look out the window uh, and we're in my old bedroom. We're just, you know, nothing, nothing weird. Just, you know, having a chat. And I I look over and I see something and I think, oh, my God, Simon is going to love this. Simon needs to see this. So uh, you're like rattling away, chatting away. And I'm like not paying any attention now. And I'm like, (laughs) Simon, look, look at this. Look. And you sort of you look at me and I'm like, no, no, don't look at me. Look at this. Look, look over there. Look, you'll, you'll be amazed. You'll love this. And it was almost like a, you didn't know where to look. You, you looked at the end of my finger. It's like, no, no, because like, so, I'm pointing. And I go, no, stop looking at the end of my finger, you weirdo. Look over there. <laughs> look over at the school. And then you look at the window. But you don't look through the window. You're like just looking at the window. And I was like, Simon, you're going to love this. Simon, look. And for whatever reason, I have no idea why, the DeLorean from Back to the Future was yeah. in the car park of the school. I would love that. Like, I literally saw someone drive it in, and I was like, you know in dreams, you just know shit. I was like, that is not a replica. That is the one. That is film-made <laughs> DeLorean. That is that is over there. <laughs> and I've decided that it's about, you, you know, uh, pointing out the opportunities in life. And uh, I was pointing out an opportunity, and you, you were you were too focused on me, my friend, so... There's an opportunity. Let's 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 grab that with with two hands. Let's steal that. I don't know why, but this is Wait, how is that, I've did, interpreted this dream. Is that then how the the dream just ended? Well, I woke like up thinking, why the fuck was Simon in my dream, and why the hell was a DeLorean from Back to the Future in it as well? And why are the sheets so sticky? I don't understand. <laughs> just soaked. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Hang on. Because you've interpreted it that way. Would it not be interpreted more accurately to say that actually you can see the opportunities that I can't? So, But I'm so focused on you that actually I need to ditch you and then I'll be able to see the opportunity. And actually you are what's standing in my way because I'm so focused on you. I can't even see the DeLorean across the street. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. So, what do we do about this? I, uh, I could go. Just could call do... it a day. Yeah. Just call want... this Have a we day. got a raven on today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel. Yes. At ten. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to wait for Daniel to arrive, or are you happy just to go on your own for an hour and twenty minutes? Might as well just clear out your desk, make the most of the day. I guess. Right, I... Oh, I was going to say something horrible there, but I won't say it because it's not. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> what was you going to say? I was just going to say one, one more, one more on your list, but that's that was really. Oh, it's just a oh, stupid joke. It's just a stupid wow! Joke, it? Just a stupid oh, joke. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! Just a stupid joke. No, well, you know, people <laughs> lost their livelihood, but you know, whatever you want to do, Dom, I'm whatever sure you want to do. <laughs> They're not homeless, are they? Not yet. <laughs> don't, don't, that's not that's unfair guilt. It's not my fault. Don't be silly. It's fine. It's COVID. There, there's fucking thousands of jobs out there. They'll get one easily. 
Trust me. Well, so one of them is one of them is uh, going to work for us as a, in a different role, um, as you know, like a a supporter, a group leader. So, yeah, um, <laughs> as a volunteer. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Let's I'm move on. To, I'm trying to cheer you up. I am cheered. I'm fine. I'm I'm in dreams. My wife's making me extra vegetarian food. I'm living life. I'm all right. I'm all right. You got a great podcast. Well, speaking of which, speaking of which, um, we uh, we've lost some ravens. (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't gonna say that on the podcast. But it feels like just feel just put it all out there we're we've lost season three there. we've lost ravens <laughs> i i'm i've been ditched <laughs> <laughs> well do you know we've lost a few we lost a couple we lost a couple but I, I i think it's because people tend to do this in a new year they go through like their finances go through their things like right starting fresh what don't i need <laughs> I don't need this podcast. <laughs> it's good. We have we have a turnover, you know, where people come in, people come out. It's all good. We get it. Um, but yeah, but I started listening to another podcast. I, I, I put it in the Discord earlier when uh, I think Jenna mentioned Cobra Kai and you were talking about it and I'd say I just started a Cobra Kai <laughs> podcast, like listening to one. And it's so odd listening to podcasts that is like our podcast <laughs> in terms of like following a TV show, you know, and, and discussing it and going through it and everything. Uh, and it's I find myself so much more critical. Like, it's like you can't just listen to it. Like, uh, do, do you hear? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Sarah, for example, must feel this in terms of, you know, watching TV and things where she works within it. You know, it's harder to, you kind of, like, I can hear the little edits and little things like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I listen to, um, like, Ben Foster's podcast, and actually, I quite like how natural it is, and there's there's not a massive amount of editing and stuff. They, they edit together, like, their intros and stuff, but other than that, it's all pretty, pretty much like what we do, and that's quite nice. It's, like, comfortable listening. Because it's just mm. a couple of people having a chat about something, and it's you know funny and it's a bit silly. Um, but yeah, there's a few podcasts that I have started listening to, and then I've sort of gone. It's a bit, it's a bit boring because it's too. It, it kind of feels too manufactured in a weird way. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I definitely get what you mean. But this one's really good. Like I tried others, and it was like it gets difficult to get in. I'm like too too picky with it now. But this one's really good. It's called Cobra Kai Companion Companions with a K, and uh, the guy that 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 does it, he has had he's done over eighty two eighty two interviews with cast members and crew from yeah. Cobra Kai, which is insane. Like he's had you know people come on multiple times and whatever. But yeah, it's really good. I recommend people checking that one out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in the middle for back onto our podcast. So Sarah has diligently noted like highlights for. I sent it to you the other day, Dom, for all of season three. And there's like two or three like time stamped sound bites for each episode, and I've been 
uh, editing it together and it's taking me a long time because I've got to go through each episode, like find find the timestamp, record that little bit, take that out, put it into a thing, so on and so forth. I, I've got 43 sound bites. Uh, I've got them all onto one bit and now I'm like editing it together so like to get just the you know the the lines and whatever at the moment it's like 20 minutes (laughs) 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 which you know so I think we're gonna have to put that out as like a a best of season three and then I'll ask Sarah to pick you know which one she wants to actually make into the intro that can be like you know a minute or two or whatever but it's funny. It's it's funny because it's funny to hear what somebody else thinks is funny that we've said. Because some of them, I'm like, I can't remember a lot of them. But some of them are like, oh, okay, yeah. I, like I, they're things that obviously I thought they were funny, and then you know things that you've said and whatever. But uh, there's some things that I wouldn't have expected to be on there, you know. So yeah. thing is, look, looking at it as a list, I can't I can't get it in my head as well. So you sent me kind of like the the picture of of where all our clips are and stuff so i can't i can't hear it if that makes sense so it it doesn't really make sense to me yet once i hear it i'll be a bit excited you need probably about 10 percent of what you have got <laughs> um, yeah but yeah maybe maybe sarah was just like pinpointing the good bits and then you've got to pick out the ones that you want from there yeah, yeah, she was. She said it's like at my discretion, but I was like, now nah, I'm going to do them all um, and edit <laughs> them all together. But I think I'll just put that out as like a separate thing or maybe put it on the front of this episode as like, uh, here's the highlight. Here's like, you know, previously on the podcast, bam, of like the funny bits. And then, yeah, going forward, just have like a couple on there. But uh, it's good because I don't like picking myself. Like if I was to make the choices... Like, I don't want to say what I think is funny from our podcast. It's nice to get it from externally. So, yeah, appreciate it, Sarah. Love it. I'm sure I'm, I've got to work to get it done before this comes out now. So, <laughs> You've got a week. Yeah. Yes, I have a week. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also, I'm really tired because uh, our little man... We didn't sleep until um, five in the morning the night before last. Um, and Well, like, he would sleep for, like, two minutes and he'd get up to leave and he'd wake up. And I'm not joking, it was till five in the morning. I slept in his room just on the floor. Um, and then it happened again last night. But I woke up, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. I'd, I'd just fallen asleep just on the floor, like, on the carpet, just fallen asleep trying to get him to sleep. And I woke up to Luna licking my face and then getting in to be small spoon into where I was <laughs> Literally, she got into small spoon position. I had to make the decision of, should I just should I just stay here? I can be big spoon. Or should or do I go to bed? And I went to bed. But yeah, it's been it's been a rough week. So yes, as long as he sleeps, I definitely will get it finished. But it's all good. Um but should we should we talk about this episode? Well, you asked me about season three before. Oh yeah, sorry, my <laughs> bad. Yeah, so what, what do you think? How did you find season three as a whole, and in comparison to one and two, where would you rank it? I thought season three was a really good season. There's definite, definite character development and storylines have moved forward, and performances from people have got better. 
characters have got better. You know, I, I liked Chris Keller in this season, for example, whereas, you know, previous meetings in previous seasons, I thought, what an ass. Um, and kind of the same for, for you know, Nathan's journey. Nathan really kind of took off in this season, um, as well as, as Haley as well. Haley and, and, and their relationship became like the focal point really of, of season three. Whereas, you know, we've gone from disaster in season two to, to rectifying that and making it all better in season three, which is, um, which felt really good. Um, so I kind of think three is, is probably my favorite season so far out of the three that I've seen. Um, and it would probably go three, one, two for me. That's probably the order I would go for. What about, what about you? What's your, is, is yours like one, like what number one, like season one is your favorite, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, yeah, one is my favorite, but more, <clears throat> definitely more happens in three in terms of it getting more dramatic. But yeah, I, as an overall, I'd probably go one, three, two, one and three are miles ahead of two. I, I know two has its favorites. Actually, while saying that, just to bring up a point, because I think sometimes people forget that we're just guys that have opinions, you know, and the point of the podcast is for us to share our opinions and people to share theirs and, you know, for us to conversate and whatever about it. Sometimes people are commenting in things and whatever. It's like a little, it's not, it's not harsh. What's the word less than harsh? What, as in we're being harsh? No, as in people, harsh. no, like people's comments are harsh, um, but not... They're not harsh. It's like one one less than harsh. If harsh was a spicy sauce, what would the the milder sauce of harsh? Taking um, it a bit too far when it really didn't need to go there. Yeah, or a bit too serious. Like you know, we we do this for the entertainment and for the love of it. And uh, you know, we're we're just honest with what we're thinking, and we know that, like I don't know, like Peyton for example, like they're like Peyton lovers and haters and yeah we tend well historically have been on the more negative side with her but we you know we understand her place in the show and her importance and all the rest of it but you know we we could just sit here and lie and just be like well every every character is perfect and amazing and all the rest of it um but that'd be boring you know and it would it'd be dishonest so we're just we're just telling just telling our truth yeah, I mean that's the whole point of this, isn't it? It's it's our opinions and my predictions, I suppose, as to what the hell's coming up next, and you guiding me through something that you've loved for years. So, um, yeah, I guess sometimes look, people get passionate about things, don't they? People love um, certain things. They love TV shows because it means a lot to them. It helps them through certain things and times of their life and um it's kind of it's like comfort isn't it and this this is what people fall back on sometimes uh and i guess sometimes they forget that we are just like i say all the time two prats from england that just sort of chat shit about a tv show that you know we think um is good that that you love and i'm sort of muddling my way through it and (laughs) yeah it's just it's it's yeah, that's it really, isn't it? It's just, let's, let's take it with a pinch of salt. 
kind of don't mm, don't there we go. Yeah. if if you want to if you want to uh sort of talk to us about our, our opinions and stuff don't don't think that we are like so hard-headed and like massively opinionated about something and it's it's kind of life-changing sort of things that we're saying because at the end of the day we're just giving our opinions and we're just trying to make each other laugh to be honest <laughs> yeah and it's just it's like we're gossiping about people but they're not even real so it's all good yeah it's yeah, all good well they so. are real they're real they're real to me <laughs> they're real in our minds uh but okay well let's let's talk about let's talk about season four so I mean, <laughs> I know where we're headed. Yeah, so where, where, do you, where do you want to start with this episode then? There's a lot of, lot of people in this episode, a lot mm. of people to mention. So where do you want to go? Is there people we need to kind of put on hold for our Raven when they join? Well, I don't know who in particular he would want to talk about. I reckon we could talk about, I reckon we could talk about the whole episode before he gets here and then we can go through we can just talk about the parts that he wants to you know what what makes me laugh is that loads happened in the last episode but we sort of chatted for about an hour (laughs) and then just waited for the raven to come on and then chatted to them (laughs) for about half an hour and then we had like no time at all to discuss the episode and then this one we got like We've got about two <laughs> two hours, and we're already at the episode bit. Like, Jesus, <laughs> we just have nothing to say to each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not that. I think it's just tired. I'm so tired. Well, but you know the. Would you uh, Would you like me to do the uh, podcast with Daniel? Sure. You could. I uh, like Daniel. I I don't know what I'm saying, so you're gonna have to help me here. <laughs> <laughs> you know i um it's funny i we just every the whole world has just watched this last season of cobra kai right the whole world has it, it's done so quickly because the episodes are like half an hour and they just you just go through them and then now you have to wait another year right for the next season uh i'm like obsessed like i love it i love it and I, it, it's making me feel like One Tree Hill vibes and like, what can I do to extend this fandom? And it's like, if if it didn't already exist and if we weren't already doing this, I would have been messaging you saying, we got to do a Cobra Kai podcast. It has to happen. I mean, the other thing is that there's like tons out there already. And like this one, I, Cobra Kai Companion is really good. So there's no point like doing something that's already being done at a high level, you know? Um but yeah, it's so dope. Maybe we will have to cover it somehow, or maybe co- cover the movies or something. I don't know. Do you like the movies as well? Yeah, I haven't seen them for a, a long time. But would you so also good. cover the Jackie Chan, Jaden Smith version? We'd have, we'd have to. I enjoyed that one. I watched it in the cinema, and uh, I liked it. I mean, it's Will, not... Will Smith's the like executive producer on Cobra Kai, isn't he? So I think that's probably yeah. Why. Do you think he, yeah, do you think he maybe, like, has a stake in the, uh, what do you call it, like, intellectual property or something? Because, like, maybe he might have, like, invested in it thinking that Jaden Smith was going to do, like, a trilogy of their movies or something. And, 
you know, could pass the IP down to him or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a shame really because it was Kung Fu. It wasn't karate. What was? In that in that one? In Jaden Smith's one. Oh. It was Kung Fu. What I, what I liked about that one is that it was rebooted but done, uh, where did they go? Japan? China? China. Japan. China. <laughs> I liked that they, that they went and did it in an, in a different place you know and it had all of that different uh element to it um which i thought was good and then cuz you could almost see that as that happened within the same universe you know like they could bring jaden smith i'm sure they wouldn't but they could bring him into cobra kai and it's like well yeah cuz it happened somewhere else it's just a similar story but yeah that's true like that actually could happen it's not a bad shout you never know will smith might for that could be season five. He could be the the next antagonist, perhaps. Mm. Well, I can't remember what the character names were, but Jackie Chan wasn't going by Miyagi or anything, was he? It was like a different character name and everything. They didn't reboot it in that way, did yeah, they? No, it wasn't rebooted the same way because, like you said, so Miyagi is Japanese, karate is a Japanese martial art, and then for the Jaden Smith version of, uh, you know, I use air quotes, Karate Kid, he goes to China, uh, Jackie Chan is Chinese, um, mm. and they do a Chinese martial art, which is Kung Fu. They don't do any Japanese stuff. So that's the that's mm. the change. That's the point of difference. So they could have a Kung Fu versus Karate kind of season. Crossover. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be interesting. That'd be good. Well, they had... Um... So they had, they had the three Karate Kid movies, and then they had the fourth one uh, with Hilary Swank. I'm pretty sure it's Hilary Swank. She jumps, it jumps on the car. Yeah, the next Karate Kid, I think it was called. Uh, so I And that had um, Back to the Played Mr. Miyagi in it. That was the like the crossover. So it'd be they could bring her in at some point as well, like you know, bring why them all not? in. Bring them all in. Uh, I mean, are you, how are you loving it? You loved it. Yeah, I, I watched it in one day. So I guess so. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it was really good watch. Um, yeah, really entertaining. Loved it. I, I would recommend it to anyone, even if you don't like martial arts and stuff. It's not just about that. It's just it's about the, the relationships between the characters and how these characters have um, got older but not grown up, <laughs> which is brilliant. Well, I think it's very One Tree Hill-like. I know I know. I said this before, and I people might think that that's crazy, but it's pretty much like a modern-day One Tree Hill in terms of you've got these younger characters and they're doing, like, teenage adolescent stuff, and then you've got these older characters that are doing their own stuff, and then you've got martial arts thrown in there where One Tree Hill is that same sort of premise and you've got basketball thrown in there. Um, and, you know, it is it is different. Like, I, like Cobra Kai, I'd class more as like a comedy, as like a comedy drama type where One Tree Hill is just like an out-and-out teen drama drama, right? Um, but there are definitely crossovers and I'd imagine that a lot of One Tree Hill fans would enjoy Cobra Kai because there are a lot of similarities in it. Mm. And it is hilarious. It's so funny, so good. Yeah, it's my top. It's in my top five. I mean, it has been since we've been doing this, right? The top fives. It's uh, remind us of your top five. 
Oh, you always do this to me, but change it. I, I have absolutely no idea what was in it when I when I first mentioned it and when I next mentioned it. I haven't got a clue. Well, t- well tell us now. Uh, the US office, Band of Brothers. Oh, you got to listen to that podcast. That's when I was looking for the Cobra Kai thing. I went to the TV section and it was just there, like as one of the top podcasts. So it must be good. I've listened to the first three episodes already. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, the the guy that does it is is okay. He's a little bit irritating, but what's really good is that he has guests on and they do most of the talking. So that's well, guests that were part of like production, like actors and crew and stuff. Yeah. So the first episode is him and Tom Hanks. Oh my god! So it's huge. You know, Tom Hanks talks for a, about an hour and a half. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it American, the presenter? No, he's English, but he lives in the States. So he's like, he, the, the reason I've, I just find him a little bit irritating in a weird way, he kind of says things so strangely. I, I have to like listen to him on like, over like double the speed just to speed him up. He's really sort of slow at talking. So it's just like, come on, get on with it. Get on with what you're trying to say. And then when it gets to like, like the Tom Hanks episode, for example, um, I kind of slowed it down again so I could listen to what he was saying properly because this guy was just like, um, uh, uh, I'm like, come on, get on with it. Say what you've got to say. But yeah, it's good. And then, yeah, in the second episode, they got um, the actor that plays uh, one of the main characters in it and um, they have a director of one of the episodes. They have one of the writers from one of the episodes. So yeah, there's loads, loads of stuff on it. It was really good. Oh, good. Nice. Okay, so the US office, Band of Brothers, let me guess the rest. Um, Star Trek, Next Generation. Of course. Of course. Uh, I I, I think you'd say Friends, and then a fifth one, Uh, Stargate. Stargate is great, um, but I'm not sure I'd take it. I'd probably take The Wire. The Wire wire is, is fantastic. And Friends, I don't know. I'm like just know it so well that's the only problem I, I probably if i if i could only watch these last five tv shows again i, I probably wouldn't pick friends just because i've just seen it a billion times so what goes in the friends spot uh, in the friend zone um in the, in the friend zone yeah more shows that you've like you know you you can't you have to have the physical box set of you know you'd listen to the podcast about i don't know <laughs> is there another star trek that would go in there like next generate but you know is there another iteration there's so many different versions of star trek <laughs> no but one that you would put up there in your top five also um no probably not I don't know. We'll, okay, we'll come back to you've it. Got until, it's, you've it's got until important. the end of... You've got, it is important. You've got until the end of the episode. You have to give us your fifth. Okay. We have to know by the end of the episode. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, mine has stayed consistent the whole time. And, it, and Cobra Kai is in there. Lost, Prison Break, One Tree Hill, The Office, Cobra Kai... I can't imagine it changing. I can't imagine a show that would be so good that it would drop something out of that spot. Like, it would take a lot. But we will see. 
we will see. But yeah, why don't we start with Nathan as he's kind of our lead through it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. To an extent. Well, I guess Lucas is because he's doing all the narrating. But but Lucas always does with... the narrating even if he's not the focal point, more or less. True, true. That's true. Well, okay, so let's talk about Nathan. So, right, it opens up with uh, Lucas narrating over the top, but we start back at the bridge. Nathan dives in. When he dives in, we can see that it's it's a stunt double, right, that does the dive, because that dive is just too good, right? Um, and then I... <laughs> but, but when Chad lucas jumps in we can actually see that that's him because they stay in the shot of him coming down and that is the moment that is put on all like tiktok and re you know instagram reels and everything that we were talking about on the previous episode of the difference between here's nathan's amazing jump and then here's lucas sort of flailing his limbs around (laughs) now that's fair but chad did the jump himself and that was a stunt double for Nathan. So I think we've got to give him a little bit of slack. But did you notice the difference in the quality of jumps? Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like one's going in head first, you know, in a in a fairly decent pose to, to dive straight in and, and get to the car. And the other one's like feet first, like you said, flailing arms, looks a bit panicked. <laughs> Never jumped, jumped off a 12 foot bridge before kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Into I, I, um, whatever the fuck that is, that is not water. Yeah, just brown. It just looks like motor oil, if anything. I, I mean, it's helpful for the effects, probably, because you can't, you know, they, maybe they, they've got things that's holding the car in place or whatever, because they actually did put a car into a river, right? But, I mean, and it doesn't show whether it's, like... Well, I can't be shallow because I actually jumped into it, but you know, it's probably helped mask some of the effects. But yeah, it's horrible, man. Mm. Rough, rough brown water. Really brown. Uh, yeah. I mean, have you ever jumped off a bridge? Nope. I don't even. I don't really plan on it either. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yes, I have. Yes, I have on uh, on French exchange. So I don't know if it, I I'm sure this is a thing in other countries, but we had this thing called French exchange or German exchange or Spanish exchange or whatever. But generally here it's French, right? Did they do French exchange in your school? Uh, yeah, and German. Oh, and German. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't partake in these things. <laughs> well. Um, I probably didn't want to, but my, <laughs> my parents probably thought it was a good idea. I did French exchange, and so basically, uh, a French student from a school the same age and whatever comes over to here and to the UK and spends a week in our school, and they stay in your house with you. And the idea is that you learn French from them and they learn English from you. And then, you know, a bit later, you go to France and you spend a week in their school and at their house and whatever. Uh, the thing that happened for me, though, is my French exchange student spoke perfect English. Um, <laughs> so I didn't learn any French. Uh, instead, we went to see Spider-Man in the cinema and just chilled out. It was all good. But when I was in France, uh, we were doing like this kayaking thing. 
or like canoeing or something and uh one of my friends was trying to impress everyone and be like i'm gonna jump off the bridge and just like jump into the river the same sort of thing as like probably the same height or whatever as the bridge in one tree hill and he did it and he jumped in and i was behind him and i was trying to be like oh you know and i can impress everyone too and try and be a show-off and whatever and just being a a douchebag (laughs) um and as i was about and i saw this guy uh, a few years ago actually the story i told the first high flyers story we i ever told on the podcast in the second episode he was the guy that i ran into that night and he told he told the story back to me which i'd kind of forgotten and he was said that he jumped off the bridge and he was he was he was quite short right um and the water was shallow but we didn't know that the water was shallow um and he jumped in and hit down and it kind of like hit onto his legs and he turned around and saw me literally about to jump off and he was going no don't do it don't do it because i'm like i was even then i was like six foot and uh it was too late so i jumped off and i like slammed my like legs into just like you know the bottom of the river Uh, and then was just wet and in france and uh yeah, so the moral of the story is don't jump off bridges. But then a few years late, later than that, when I was like 19, I jumped off a cliff, um, which was like about 65, 70 foot or something. And I did a jump like Lucas because I didn't know what I was doing. And I did it very spontaneously because I'm scared of heights. Um, so I, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And people were like doing it. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm young. I'm on the other side of the world i'm just gonna do it and i like did it just with my clothes on and everything like i hadn't fought it through at all um and instead of when you jump off something you are actually meant to go like a pencil and go like foot first and go and your feet take the brunt of the impact and then you know you go down into the water i don't know any of that i just jumped out doing like flailing like lucas was and as I hit the water, it splashed, hit the water, like, into my arms. I had all, like, blood, like, bruising or, like, blood sort of blistering or whatever on, on my arms where they'd, like, slapped. And um, let's just say water had rushed into certain areas of my body and it was very difficult to sit down <laughs> for the next couple of days. Oh, so yeah so still so, don't jump off bridges or cliffs so don't jump off things <laughs> just don't do it especially don't do it if you're doing it to impress people if you're doing it to try and get over fear of heights or whatever sure but pencil and if anything i'm more scared of heights now than i've ever been <laughs> well what a fantastic experience <laughs> dumb things you do when you're younger but so nathan is trying to get people out he's panicking i think this stuff shot pretty well uh you can you can sort of tell the difference between when they're like doing it in a pool you know uh and because the water's to, clear because <laughs> he because he can see yeah, yeah. uh you know he, he he's not sure of how the he you know he's got people out or how cooper's got out or rachel and whatever or whatever we get back to the apartment Oh no, I'm doing it out of order. You take over, please. You do the synopsis much better. I'm too tired. (laughs) 
Have a little nap while I do this bit. Um, <laughs> I'll think of your fifth show. <laughs> well, um, Haley is screaming on top of the bridge. She's, you know, devastated and panicking and, and really worried. She obviously didn't want Nathan to go in, but she, you know, she makes that very clear before he does. Um, and he gives his old, I love you and runs and jumps in like an absolute boss. Um, he, people were saying, I think it was Nick that mentioned in the watch long that the car was upside down and then all of a sudden it's the right way up. And, mm. uh, this is, you know, something that we'd, we'd noticed as well, but there's a, there's a really good bit in the, as the camera comes across and goes to look at Rachel, the, the camera twists and turns. So I, I'm not sure whether that is to give us the impression that the car has now flipped back over. Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but, but as the camera comes over, we see Rachel upside down and Cooper upside down. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it, the, the camera might like slowly rotates and you see them the right way up again, which is then when Nathan enters the, the limo. So I wasn't sure if that was supposed to give us the impression that they'd gone the right way back up again. So I'm sure someone out there knows and can let me know. Um, that'd be great if you do know. Um, and yeah, so Nathan's jumped in. He sort of banging on the windows, trying to open the doors, can't get in. He manages to get through the, the back door and swim through the limo but it all gets a bit much. And the the clip that we see with him getting oxygen is the, the tiny bit of air left, you know, that hasn't been flooded in the limo and he's breathing and he's kind of calling for help. He's, he's kind of at panic mode. And I think this is a theme that really affects Nathan throughout the episode. And I think in the next episode that we watch, you know, later on when we do the watch along tonight, we're going to find out why he was panicking so much. So um, it, we kind of find out a little bit why he was a bit panicky, a bit shaken, a bit further down the line. But essentially, we're on the bridge. It's all a bit crazy. Lucas then appears with Karen in the car, and Lucas does his, now what I know is a famous jump into um, (laughs) the filth river of motor oil, and is looking for them. He looks in the car, he comes back up, says there's no one in the car. And there's a really good moment from Hayley here. Really, really good moment. She's at the top of the bridge, She's leaning on whatever post is is left because obviously the the limos have smashed a few of them down. And she's like, what do you mean? Like kind of thing, like proper screaming at Lucas, like they must be there. There's definitely someone there. They must be in the car because because there's nowhere else for them to be. Fucking like, fucking look for them, Lucas. And she's like on edge and you're like, Jesus. And you, you, I've really felt it from from Hayley at that moment. Really, really good acting from uh, from Bethany Joy Lenz. Um, and then we see... Cooper kind of like with Lucas or does Lucas drag him off the end or is he just on the bank yeah Lucas no Lucas Cooper sort of pops up doesn't he and I think uh, Lucas thinks that's Nathan or whoever it is and that's when he jumps in and then pulls him over yeah yeah. so Lucas has got uh, Cooper over to the side and Karen is now attending to him and she's she he's continuing to look for for the other two can't find Rachel can't find Nathan and then he sees them at the other side of the bridge on on the bank there and uh, goes swimming over and he says, Haley, don't look, you know, because it's a bit traumatic. And yeah, the the next kind of scene where we're in hospital and Nathan is, is kind of being looked after and is on his road to recovery. Um, and basically we hear from the doctor that he's fine. He's got a bit of a bruised knee or something like that. I can't quite remember. 
but that's about it. That's the, the sum total of the injury he got. And he's just a bit shaken. They're going to do a couple more tests, but he's kind of free to go home. And, you know, it's kind of a good family moment with all of them. We got Deb and Dan, and then we'll talk about what happens with them after. Um, but they have, uh, they're kind of like, we like protective. We need to look after Nathan kind of moment. And Dan, you know, also says like Haley, how are you doing and kind of making sure she's okay and sort of mentions oh, isn't the honeymoon you were expecting because um, they were planning to go to london so this is when we get back to the flat and i have a bone to pick with this part of the episode so i'm going to go through it nice and quickly we get back to the flat nathan still looking a bit wet and disheveled and Haley looking traumatized but they get back in and he's beautifully decorated the place because their their plan was to go to london it rains a lot in london and we know what those crazy kids get up to when it's raining isn't that right simon they be boning there we go (laughs) (laughs) so they 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 think london they think rain they think bone town that's that's what they're after um and (laughs) london's of a name apparently bone town (laughs) anyway when they get in their apartment and she's like wowed by the, the decoration and the painting and stuff like that, there's a there's a painting or like a picture of a very, very famous bridge. And Nathan says, Oh, it's London Bridge, blah 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 blah. The episode moves on. But for those of you that aren't from the UK, that aren't from London and do not know, that is not London Bridge. That is Tower Bridge. The reason it's called Tower Bridge is that it has four fucking massive towers attached to it. It's not London Bridge. So researchers get it fucking right in these programs because it's not the first time this has happened. And I'm sure it won't be the last. Even Fergie's song. Do you remember Fergie's song? London Town or something like that? I remember Fergie. Anyway, she sings about London Bridge and and the whole video is of Tower Bridge unacceptable get the right bridge that's all i have to say i guess i guess they're just thinking well it's a bridge that's in london it's london bridge it doesn't work that way unfortunately i'm gonna call every so like the the whatever brooklyn Brooklyn bridge Bridge. yeah i'm just gonna call the new york bridge i'm gonna call every bridge in new york the new york bridge it wouldn't be wrong (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't but it has a specific no, name. I, I know, I know, I know. I know what you're saying. Just, I know what you're saying. I, anyway. I mean, I'm I'm from the same place that you're from, from this county that we reside in. <laughs> just This is just outside of London, and uh, I've never noticed that. And I don't think I would have. Like, yeah. Anyway, that's my rant about so. the bridge. It's actually really, really nice in there. They've got, like, an old telephone box and, you know, all that kind of painted on the wall it looks looks lovely i'd hate it the rain kind of window wall that they've put in yeah that's just like the thing that joey gets and just makes him want to pee all the time in friends <laughs> i i'm i'm not a fan of british stuff anything like uh people well <laughs> british people <laughs> british no like a lot of it is kind of not what they've got, not what they've got. But if you see, if you see, especially an England flag, 
is like the people if someone has an england flag outside their house here you generally think okay this is an edl racist kind of you know ukip these are all like horrible organizations here in the uk are you saying that, uh, that just when we're outside of any sort of football tournament yeah yeah not football that's what that's what you always have to remind oh okay yeah europe's on okay the world cup's on but besides then, any other time when you've got people with the, like the England flags out or, you know, the British bulldog, anyone's got a British bulldog tattoo, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, it <laughs> but and, and then swinging those different... stereotypes out there, aren't we? <laughs> to racist, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a stereotype. <laughs> uh, yeah, OK. It, true. But. Uh, is it am i wrong is it wrong i i, I can't ag- agree or deny can't, you can't agree more you can't <laughs> agree more yeah well uh but then also even taking you know racists and stuff out of it uh i it's just not for me i like i'm not i'm not someone that's particularly proud of being british i know that sounds i mean we've spoken about this before with like uh the british empire and all the rest of it but uh it's just I, I i just don't like that kind of thing you know keep calm and carry on and drink a cup of tea fuck off like and uh but do you know where that's from yeah do you know where that stems from the keep calm and carry on no okay because that that might where? that might help if you knew where that came from for you to understand why that's kind of used over here or overused perhaps it is overused massively and it is fucking annoying especially when you got it in a, a thousand mugs you know or something like that um but yeah. it was a it was a poster in world war Two, and it was about telling people to you know keep calm keep going because hitler's not gonna kill us all yeah well that's good um <laughs> but i mean it's just it's it's put on everything isn't it keep calm and carry on drinking gin yeah. keep calm and carry on going to the gym keep calm and you know gin and gym have you got another anyway. g go for another g Keep calm and carry on chewing gum. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> uh, but you know things like the phone boxes and the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Like it's just like it would be like my worst nightmare kind of thing. But I get it, and a lot of people here do the same stuff with New York as well. Like, oh, here's a canvas of Empire State Building, or here's a canvas of this that and you know yellow cabs and this that and the other um i'm just not in a good mood tonight dom all right i'm just <laughs> if if you had to if you had to redecorate their apartment space based on mm-hmm. any city in the world Ooh. what are you decorating it as well in garden city <laughs> of course <laughs> the home of shredded wheat no <laughs> uh, that's a good question that's a good question uh you can have WGC? No, God no. No, um, no. <laughs> I have I have a friend. Just the who, doctor's tonic um, in the background there. <laughs> oh God, the vodka and vomit. What were you saying uh, about EDL earlier? <laughs> oh God, hey, that's yeah, that's not my pub. Um, sticky floor pub. <laughs> there are. Uh, my, one of my friends has uh his wife has a personal license plate that says you know their initials or whatever and then 
W then WGC. Oh god, <laughs> uh, that's funny. But lovely couple. Uh, I don't. I'd probably. I'd probably go for something like. Does it have to be a city? Cause I'm not really a city kind of guy. I can. I. I'd probably do it as like the like Orcas Island, like the San Juan Islands, which is like a group of islands off of Seattle. It's very tranquil. Want it to be a major city from the world. You're decorating it as a major city. I'm not, not a city kind of guy. Seattle. There you go. That'll do. That's all right. There's a big tower, isn't there, in Seattle? Get a big picture of that. Yeah. Picture of that on the side. Like Beautiful. The, what's it Rain, Space Needle. Rains a lot in Seattle as well. You can keep the fucking window thing. Hayley and, <laughs> Hayley and Nathan will be there all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can keep that little bit. Change the phone box. Change the the tower, the bridge to the Space Needle. Yeah, why were they going All to London? Good. Just go Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Internal flights. Don't even need to. Even yeah, need a passport. <laughs> what would you? What would you decorate it as? London. <laughs> I'd oh. leave it as is. And that's why we can't live let's, together. It's so it's such a shame. Bring them a. It's the one. Bring reason. them a bit of culture. Come on. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, do do you like the stuff? Would you, do you would you have a mug with a red foam box on it and all the rest of I it? I wouldn't know, but now you've mentioned it, I'm going to have one on every watch along from now on. It's like a pet peeve. I'm, I'm going to get like, really I'm going to get different it. like Britishisms on mugs and just have it at every watch along from now on. So every time you see me have a little sip of my drink, whatever that may be. It will be in a fucking the nastiest British mug you've ever seen. I seen. Oh, um, I'm, I'm gonna go and buy some tomorrow. I'm so excited for mug yeah. shopping. <laughs> you talking? You talking about the EDL? Uh, I there was um, where I used to live when I used to walk uh, Luna. I used to walk. Had to walk around the houses and whatever. And it wasn't a particularly. It wasn't like a, a horrible part of town, but it wasn't like a very nice part of town that I used to live in. And uh, you know, it was on the come up. But there was this white, this white Jag Jaguar, which is you know famously you know British car. And it was like British made. And it was all all white. And then it had a personal license plate on it. So, you know, you can choose the letters and whatever. And it had EDL written on it. And I used to I used to walk past it and just give it the middle finger. All, like during the day, any time, I, I like became a thing in my head that I'd have to give the car the finger for as long as I could see it for. <laughs> and I kept thinking in my head, one day someone's going to be getting in the car and I'm going to have to stick to this because I've made this my thing. Um, what you should have done is just taking a handful of bird seeds every time you went past it and lobbed it on the car. Yeah, that is a great idea. <laughs> Covered in shit. How did you think of that? That's great. Just in there. Because <laughs> with like the ease of Amazon and stuff now, next day delivery, just... just get a whole fucking bag of bird seed, pour it all over the car. Job, job done. Just, just for context, EDL means English Defence League and they're horrendous pieces of shit for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Yeah, they're basically just horrendous, racist, horrific C-words. They are the scum of our country. Mm. Agreed. They can fuck (laughs) (laughs) So, One Tree Hill. I can't wait to have a keep calm and carry on something mug next week. 
Keep oh calm and carry God. on, One Tree Hill. Keep calm and carry on killing uncles. That's what I'm going to get on a mug. <laughs> Keep calm, carry on. See, but now you say that that's from like a world war, like I get the sentiment of it now. And that's like, that's a that's a good sentiment because, you know, it's hard times <laughs> and the, probably the one of the probably hardest times ever to keep hardest, calm. Yeah. yeah um, but, Jesus, it's on everything, like aprons and... But it kind of started up like about 10, 15 years ago of being just a thing that's printed on everything, isn't it? Keep calm and carry on supporting Arsenal. Yeah. Keep calm and... Was it when we hit like a jubilee? I think we hit a jubilee or we hit some sort of um, like milestone and then it just became a like a massive fad that has never really died off. It's always sort of there, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to find some stuff and I'll, I'll put it on the discord and I'll just be like, this is what me and Simon were, were talking about. This is what he hates. <laughs> this is what I've now bought. <laughs> Plastered everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, I've had these, I've always thought from, from early, from when I was like younger, that I was, I would emigrate out of the uk are you surprised by this in something in like a recent conversation i can't remember what it was about but you there was something where i was like oh american and you thought that i was going to say british or something i don't remember do you remember i don't remember the context but i've always thought that i was going to leave um but it's actually quite difficult to find another place that has like the benefits that we have here, you know, like healthcare system and, uh, you know, it is safe. You know, I know everything's relative, but we live in, and particularly where we live, we live in a safe, safe part of the country. Uh, it's good access into London and all the rest of it. I think the best closest contender is Canada because they have healthcare system like us, you know. But would you ever leave? Would you ever emigrate? I don't think so. You've got more options because you're bilingual. <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to use all my Spanish in Canada. <laughs> no, no, but I think isn't isn't uh, after Mandarin Spanish the second most spoken language in the world? Doesn't it go Mandarin, Spanish, and then English? Probably, or something like that. It's top like three. Cantonese. It's top three. <laughs> But there's, but there's, there's loads of like, like you know, yes, I could go and live in a Spanish-speaking country, but that would be difficult for me. <laughs> You'd learn it, You'd pick it up. I mean, I'm, I bet I've just really learnt, you know, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we all, you've heard my Spanish on the podcast. I introduced it once. You did. It was beautiful. So, actually, and that's going to be gone from the intro now. Because it was in the intro, wasn't it, of season three? Oh, yes, a little bit was. Yeah, of course, of course. I skipped the intro if I ever listened <laughs> as well, though, so... <laughs> 45 minutes in, right, gone. So, so, yeah, you, so you'd, you'd be here forever. Would you ever live in a different part of this country? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where. Oh, where? Would you go up north? Go Newcastle. <laughs> just to see if I could... What? Just to see if I could blend in. Because you always make me do a Newcastle accent. So let's just yeah, see if I, see yeah, if I could yeah. blend in, see if anyone noticed. Go, His accent's a bit weird. <laughs> what's, it, what's wrong with his that's part? That's part of the highlights, is you doing um, 
where the motherfucking galaxies are right now in the different ways. But I think I'm going to cut it so it's like, you know, in all the different accents, it'd be like motherfucking in Australian, then motherfucking in, you know, whatever, we, you know, Swedish and Newcastle, whatever, whatever. So it's just like motherfucking, <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What about, would you would you go to anywhere else like Scotland, Wales, uh, Ireland? Yeah, don't see why not. I have no plans to move right now. <laughs> stop, trying, hey. stop trying to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, it's just like just... Zoom. We can still Zoom from far away. I understand. Mm. But I don't want to be that far away from you. I'm not even I'm not even in the place you think I am. This is a virtual background. <laughs> if I move my hand do you see if I move my hand too fast it goes all blurry. Ridiculous. I wish people could see, see it. I could see because you look so silly. Can you see it or not? Keep calm and watch. <laughs> I thought about uh, virtual backgrounding myself. So like like this uh, for the watch alongs and then I'll just go and disappear and go to bed because <laughs> it's so late sometimes. We start watching so late. Like even Anna from Portugal is like so late. <laughs> Not tonight. I got Sarah gave us the One Tree Hill trivia book. I'm just going to ask a question, and then it's just boom. Just one. What's your answer? Qu- Wrong. What's your answer? <laughs> Might be. What's your answer? Keep calm and carry on. What's your answer? Well, each person gets one question. Oh, should we do different questions? Yeah, let's do it that way. And if they get it wrong, then you got it wrong. Kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're losing too many as oh, it God. is on, on their own accord. <laughs> Stop leaving. Stop becoming pigeons. You became this epic raven and then you decided to become a pigeon. Don't yeah. do it. We love you. <laughs> Should we get back to Nathan? Oh, yeah. So Nathan's having a bit of a hard time. <laughs> Almost like post-traumatic stress. Um, but I actually... He's definitely got PTSD. I actually, and that makes sense. I actually think he's dealing... So later on, we see him uh, swim through the car. He's trying to unbuckle... Rachel, you know, undo her seatbelt, and Cooper grabs his arm, and that's kind of what freaks him out. Uh, I guess he's not expecting it, um, and I actually think we're going to find out because everyone's like, "Oh, you're the hero, you're the hero," and he's like, "Oh, I'm not," and he's panicking and he can't sleep. And, you know, he can't sleep because he's kind of seeing their faces and he's kind of seen Haley's face, you know, when he was imagining her drowning and stuff, and he's finding it really difficult. Definitely post-traumatic stress kind of situation here, but I actually think he didn't save them. This is my, my little theory is that Cooper, he he went off to the back to get air and like shout for help and I guess try and get the air in again. And I think we're going to find out that Cooper, although having already been under for so long, managed to get Rachel unbuckled and out like with Nathan and then got himself out. So Cooper's actually the hero. Nathan was just dumb enough to to jump in the car and try and save him but um yeah because this this whole they keep saying you're the hero you're the hero you're the hero and you know you did a great thing and stuff like that but he's in too much denial about it and not just being humble it feels like it's it's a bit more than that and i think it's probably because cooper did a lot of the heavy lifting here i mean he did he did drive off a bridge but (laughs) wow Forced off a bridge. For I was thinking about that. You know, as the limo went into the like pylons or the fencing or whatever, 
Do you think they built that fencing purposefully to, for it to be knocked down? Or do you think that's the fence there and then they had to rebuild it afterwards? Because I feel like you'd have to know that the car is going to knock it down, right? Because otherwise it might hit into the first one and just bash it off. Yeah, I, I think it's like purpose put in, isn't it? It's like purpose made. Because it, it even you see the car lift slightly, so it will have to go up on the, like a, a slight ramp or rail mm. for it to be able to get over the edge and and flip so um it's kind of how they how they do it i guess good question though (laughs) maybe it's in your trivia book maybe maybe we'll find out find out and then what else (sighs) that's kind of it for nathan i think you know he has a fairly traumatic episode but a lot of um his parts are, are based on kind of what everyone else is saying and thinking. I, I can't remember if he goes anywhere else from there other than this just kind of general panic and Haley being really concerned about him. And that's... I think that's is it, that kind really, of it, isn't it? He goes back at the end, doesn't he, to the bridge? Yes. Doesn't he? I yeah. don't remember. Because <laughs> it's, it's like cones. Maybe. I guess so. He does. Has he gone to... He goes back at the end. dropped yeah. his watch or something in the limo and he's gone back to get it. No, I think he's going because he's trying to jog his own memory of what happened, you know. He knows. He knows what's going on. He doesn't need his memory jogging. Cooper did the saving. Well, let's talk about Cooper. Hot, sorry, hot <laughs> Uncle Cooper. What, what do you reckon? H-U-C... Huck. I'm going to call him Huck from now on. Um, I like it. He technically died. I mean, there's... Yeah. You know, but he was he was resuscitated um, effectively. Could have been some sort of secondary drowning. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, <laughs> keep calm and carry yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> keep calm and keep taking in fluids. Um yeah, so obviously for the majority of this episode, he is unconscious. I think we see him grab Nathan, obviously. Um, and we have that really cringy moment where, and I hate this in in films and stuff, um, especially when it's someone that's really creepy, where Rachel comes in and like kisses him when he's... Yeah, you, know. you don't like... We said this previously, you don't like people being kissed when they're unconscious i think he said this when lucas was unconscious in season one or two one when he's in hospital yeah Yeah. it's just i find it very uncomfortable and it's even more uncomfortable when that person shouldn't be doing that like shouldn't be there do you know what i mean uh, all that's going through my head now is if there's ever in a situation (laughs) where like we're playing we're playing football like the someone kicks the ball in your face and you're unconscious for a second, you fall to the ground. I'm just gonna run over and just go. Okay, everyone, keep calm and carry on. And I'm just gonna lean down. And I'm just gonna go right on your forehead. Just a little peck. Just a little peck. I could probably cope with that. It's on the lips that I I would struggle with. Well, okay. <laughs> then then we elevate, my friend. <laughs> we go to the next level with this shit get your hands off me <laughs> everybody get away from my man <laughs> better can, are you better can now only get me when i'm unconscious <laughs> or in your dreams well, apparently yeah. 
get out of my bedroom. <laughs> and my head. Never. <laughs> Psycho. Never. Keep trying to bribe me with DeLoreans. <laughs> Screen use DeLoreans. Not even just a DeLorean. It was the one in the movie. You know they, you know they use 30. Free zero. It's probably about the, the most DeLorean ever sold, to be honest. <laughs> It was my dream for a long time to own a DeLorean. Like I, I found one here in the UK for ten grand. Ten grand. Do you know what the problem was? It was bits. Didn't have an engine. Yeah. <laughs> it was one from a museum, but it had no engine in Christ. it. Nightmare. But yeah, but I actually thought that maybe that's a good thing because I don't know much about cars. So I thought put a new engine in it, just put like a Ford Focus engine in there or something, be all right, won't it? Go, because everyone said there's problems with it because the the car was not very good, right? That was the problem with it. Basically, so it's like, well, just throw me in a Ford Focus engine and I'll be laughing. <laughs> I think the problem with the car is that it was uh, lots of bits of other cars as well and it was just very poorly manufactured unfortunately and it didn't sell and they went bust very quickly and then mr delorean was very dodgy apparently apparently he might not be dodge dodge, dodgy how like tax evasion or dodgy like all sorts of dodge all sorts you wouldn't be kissing him while he's unconscious let's just say that would he be kissing (laughs) is that what you're trying to say yes he is the kiss, uh, not the kissy. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable oh, by this. No. Can we just move on for Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, un, I'm comfortable because I have no idea. This is news to me. But, I, I mean, part of me wants to keep you in your uncomfortable. <laughs> but I guess, we'll, I guess we'll continue. Yeah, so... Rachel's kissing an unconscious hot Uncle Cooper. So uh, other than anything else happening, that's like Cooper's journey in this episode. He's basically lying down the whole the whole way. So, you know, lazy bastard. Great. Yeah, it's a great, great episode for him as an actor. Just, just lie peacefully. I, I can't imagine we'll have another uncle die. I can't imagine he's going to die. I think it's... We're going to be the, you died for like three seconds. He's going to be that uncle. It's like, oh, I died I died for three seconds, but I'm okay. I saw a light, but so I, something pulled me back to earth. And it wasn't you, you scared I, <laughs> I decided I needed to just keep calm and carry yeah. on. So See what other 17-year-olds I can work my way through. Oh, God. He is an animal. I... Maybe he should have died. Oh, <laughs> He's doing Keith a disservice uh, by living, isn't he? Really, the, the wrong uncle died. Yeah, that was absolutely. Hashtag even if, the wrong. Uncle even if he wasn't died. in that car, the wrong uncle died. For Christ's sake, we had this conversation earlier, just, didn't we? <laughs> Whereas Jimmy, Jimmy could just, be shot every episode from now until the end of of One Tree Hill, but Keith, I never ever wanted that to happen. Trauma. Complete trauma for me. Uh, do you think the show is... Right, before I ask you this question, I just have to say this line because I don't want to forget it. But one of my favourite lines of this episode, Dan says, um, or Karen or Deb, someone asked Dan, oh, how's Cooper? 
He says, oh, every time that little punk comes to town, you know, he, he destroys something and destroys this, you know, he, I I hope he dies. No, no, he's okay. He's doing all right. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what a turnaround. He says it to Karen, but I think he realises, he says, oh, God, you know, it'd be easy if he died kind of thing. Then realising it's, yeah, it's Karen it. and Keith, that whole situation, you know, baby daddy gone. I don't think it's Keith. Keith. <laughs> Who's no, is it? Andy's. It must be Keith's. If it was Andy's, she'd be like eight months pregnant. Nah, she might have taken a little trip. <laughs> a little trip. Is it still down under if it's New Zealand? Yeah. I mean, it's also down and under, right? The globe. Yeah. So New Zealand counts as down under. Yeah. It's not just an Australian I'd like thing. To see why not. The amount of lessons we are learning and teaching today is insane. De- should I change our category on iTunes to educational? Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Can you do it for like a week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're giving lessons. Just DeLorean... Down mm-hmm. under. Oh no! Don't put them together. What? Mister Delorean going down oh, under. God. Keep calm. I mean, get a Delorean. Oh. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, Nathan. No. We done no. Nathan. <laughs> Go back to your nap. Right, we're done with Cooper. We're going to move on to Rachel now. Um, we're going to... I knew Rachel was lying. I said this last yes, time. I knew she was lying about the, the, the pregnancy. That was just a, a yes, tactic where Cooper... We discussed this as well. Cooper should have said, okay, we're going to get there and we're going to, we're going to talk about it. Uh, don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. call her out for being a liar or anything like that whilst you're in the car. Just keep driving. Wait till you get to where you're going. And then tell her how it is. Call her out for being mm-hmm. a liar. But he didn't do that. He called her a liar and said, you try and shit. She grabbed the wheel and now he might die. But he's not going to die. Convinced of this. I was, however, convinced Keith wouldn't die. I'm pretty sure they're not going to kill off two uncles in the space of like seven episodes. I'd be very surprised. Very. Ratings though, Dom. <laughs> got to go for them ratings that's true that's true okay well can i do a test when we're talking about rachel okay right i'm gonna close my eyes because i'm potentially unconscious you're not gonna kiss me but you're gonna walk into the Mm -hmm. room and make a noise and when you make this is like stage direction when you make the noise i then might react or i might not i might stay asleep but don't say any words to me, okay? I've just Ready? got to make a noise. Just like a yeah, like a noise, like a like you've knocked over, you've opened the door, you you your floor, your shoes squeaked on the floor, like a noise. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go. Action. <laughs> Python. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> No, you're not doing it. You know, she goes, slut, bitch, 
poor, you know, something, something. Do you... Okay, here yeah, we Brooke, go again. Rachel Ready? Brooke, their bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? You, you're being Brooke, I'm being Rachel, but in our own way. Ready? Action. I don't like this game. Action! <laughs> Python? Prick. <laughs> Burger nipples? Karen's fucked up hands. <laughs> Mouth dick. You already had that with Python, How are you, you slut. <laughs> yeah, but, and then and then and then Brooke just turns to into whispery voice. How are you? Which I've told you about. There's so much whispering going on. Whether it's Haley whispering or Brooke whispering. <clears throat> Speak up. <laughs> and you know how uh, you ever watch Homeland? I have, yeah. Well, not all of it, but a, a lot of it. But enough to see Carrie cry, yeah. right? And she has the infamous ugly cry. Oh, yeah. Rachel's got a bit of an ugly cry. Oh, yeah. In the limo. I was thinking, Jesus, I'd drive off a li- off the bridge just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what he was doing. Like, if that was... Because they're driving... Wait. Hang on. Because they're driving on the other side. So that is the side... No, that's the, the side that went into the barrier when they went off the bridge... That was her side, right? Rachel's side. Maybe he just meant to hit a couple couple of the, you know, barrier and then back onto the road. <laughs> just deal with that. <laughs> I mean, it is it is an absolute travesty and shame that the, the situations aren't reversed. Because if the situations were reversed, I'd be like, Rachel is dead. She's 100% dead. Let's move on. Let's find a new bitch to play with. Because... The, that we don't need her anymore she's she's trash um but unfortunately that hasn't happened so i guess we have to wait for cooper to eventually wake up the policeman to come and interview him and him say oh no it was an accident the, the limo failed or something like that all right so you don't because he because the police officer says to rachel you know i'm surprised that a professional driver would you know lose control or whatever which is which we don't we kind of forgot about the fact that he he drives for a living uh so yeah you, you think so you're guessing that cooper's gonna take the blame yeah he'll say he swerved or something like that something there was some something in the road he had to move out the way of and it caused the limo to be out of control and they went over and he's really sorry and blah 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 he'll he'll take the fall for it because he'll I, I reckon at the time he'll still think she's pregnant and then, then she'll break the news that mm. that she's not. And then it'll be like, oh shit! I just told the copper that it wasn't your fault. Oh well, never mind. Just stay the fuck away from me. I've now, I've now, we're now even. We're level. Like we're we're one for one. That's it. We're done. I stopped you going to jail. Yeah. You can fucking leave me alone. Well, and I guess maybe he doesn't want it to come out that he'd slept with a minor either. It's okay in North Carolina, apparently, according to her. 
Oh, did she say it was? What, 16? 17, she said it's fine. Oh. Don't you remember? It was in that episode. I do now. I do now that you're yeah. saying it. I do now and that you're saying it. And then he was fucking like all on that, wasn't he? Filthy beast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, dear. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this copper that keeps turning up is bit of a... Bit... This copper... He's... This little, you know, he's from the old Bill and he's sniffing yeah. around. <laughs> he's a bit of a bit of a knobhead, isn't he? It's just like, is he's been in a few episodes though. He's been in enough that I could try and look him up. For <laughs> Get him on. <laughs> I'll call him a tosser to his face. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just like, welcome to the podcast. So I'm Simon. I love Andrew Hill. Is my co-host Dom. You're a tosser. <laughs> and thank you for your time. Goodbye. Yeah, I think I think his character in this in this episode in particular is incredibly annoying because who would who would what police officer in their right mind, like detective or not, would turn up and immediately start interrogating her when she's just recovering in hospital and it's just ridiculous. It was silly. Mm. At least give her a bit of time. Yeah, well, to recover to 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 put to put a bit of a. Um... Yeah, I, I to change tone a little bit. I actually find these episodes quite tough. I, I think I mentioned it incredibly briefly when we did the episode. It was the episode with Lex in season one. I remember because it was we didn't have many guests on in season one. In fact, I can remember all of them. It was Alicia. Well, it was Emily first, then Alicia. No, Emily. It was Emily first, then Lex, then Alicia, and then Alex was on the finale. Because we only had a couple on. And I remember it was on that episode with Lex when it was the car crash. It was the aftermath of the car crash and in the hospital after Lucas and Keith had been in the accident. And like that episode and then this one tonight, these ones are really tough for me. Because I, as you know, was in like a serious car accident when I was 17. And uh, and I was, I was the one driving, you know, not to go into all the details of it, but... Okay, you know, it was my fault and uh like I was lucky that everyone survived and everything. Um but it is really traumatic and I actually remember uh like I was injured but not as badly as the as my passengers and uh and I remember the police trying to talk to me immediately, like when I'd got there and like before like my parents had got there and, and all the rest of it. Um, so I could actually believe that happening. Um, you know, not saying that that's wrong or bad or whatever, because they're just trying to find out the root of what happened. Um, but yeah, it's rough. But I I find these ones tough. I wouldn't, I, I almost feel, I was thinking about it today earlier. I was actually thinking that I thought this two things. I was thinking that if I was to rewatch this again, I might skip this episode, um, and skip that one um in season one because they kind of evoke some painful memories um but then i was also thinking i can't i don't know when i would watch one tree hill again after this i'm wondering if by the time we get to the end of season nine that i don't know if i'd be able to watch it the same way again like it might be put away for me do you know what so, I mean? Like, I, like not in a not in a negative way, just in you, a. What else can I say are about it? Are you saying it? that you're are you like signing off on One Tree Hill then? 
like when we get to the end of season nine. That's it. Thanks very much. Might be now out of the top five. No, well, I don't think. Oh, oh, that's an that's a difficult oh. one. No, I think it just might be. It would be like maybe ten years before watching it again, kind of thing. Like a big, a big gap. Rather than I've watched it. This is the fifth time within like 10-ish, 11-ish years. So what's that? Like, that's once every two years. Might be like 10, 15 years if I'm alive that long, um, you know. Well, you could just pick out episodes, yeah. couldn't you, or bits. You wouldn't have to watch a whole season. You thought, oh, that, that episode yeah, but... kind of makes me feel a bit better about things or I enjoy that, that moment. I'm going to go and watch that. I don't know if this is the sort of show you could do that with. Like, you can. Um, for me personally, I know people can do that because we have ravens on and people all the time that say they watch specific episodes. Like even uh, Marina said that, isn't it? That she watches certain ones and whatever, like over and over again. Where for me, the One Tree Hill is like one that you watch. Watch. I watch it all the way through. It'd be the same as like Lost and Prison Break. They're like ones you could go the whole thing through. Like Cobra Kai, maybe, or like The Office, or Friends. They're ones that I feel like I could probably watch an episode of it because I like something that happens in it. Tough episodes for you. I, I get that. I appreciate that. That's fine. We can we can move on from from uh, the scenes with uh, Rachel and, and Cooper, if you want to, move on to someone else. No, no, it's okay. It's okay to like talk about them, whatever. It's just that I find, um, yeah, I can find them a bit challenging. These ones, but I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone has that to a certain degree with, you know, memories and whatever. And it's something that, you know, I've worked through, and it happened a long time ago. And uh, you know, I made my amends and reconciled, and all the rest of it. Um, but nevertheless, even if you've worked through something, it can still be painful to to think about sometimes, you know. But and it does kind of evoke that, I guess, because they're like that they're playing that age, mm. you know. Not like Cooper and or Rachel, I guess. Um, but that happened when I was seventeen, and that's like the age that they're meant to be, isn't it? So it's tough. But, yeah. It's okay, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say keep calm and carry on, but never mind. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now you told me you hate that. It's just come up forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well, who who do you want to talk well, about we had, them? Oh, can we talk about well, Mouth? We, Cause we, he we had Rachel and Brooke. We had their scene. So we know that Brooke is, you know, on the prowl for a new best friend. So I'm kind of guessing we're edging that way with Rachel. And Rachel, she goes to pick up stuff for Rachel and is trying to make her feel a bit more comfortable at hospital and kind of take care of her because, again, for whatever reason, absentee parents, this seems to be a theme um, within uh, the Tree Hill boundary. And uh, she has, like, a massive house, doesn't she? Like, the Home Alone house. And she tells, Rachel tells Brooke to keep the keys and says, you know, you've got nowhere to go and i've got all that space and there's there's no one around so kind of stay with me for a while so um brooke has a place to stay and yeah rachel now has a new bff staying with her i think their bond is going to get a little bit stronger before it probably comes uh tumbling down again uh, i don't know why it would but 
I think it's yeah. That I, I can't see Rachel being in this beyond season four. I can't. I can't see her lasting. She needs to be like transferred to anywhere, anywhere that isn't Tree Hill. To be honest, put um, her put her in the Felix. Pile. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She's gone to military school. That would be helpful. And then yeah, Mouth does come to visit her, and um, Rachel kind of gives off this. I thought you hated me, kind of vibe. And we will continue with that. Uh, hold that for as Daniel is about to join us. So we are back. Daniel is with us. Daniel, pleasure to have you back. How you doing? It's great to be back, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the first time I was on, and I'm doing pretty well. I just recently moved back to New York City, where I had been living previously. So it's been pretty stressful and i'm getting settled in so this is a nice break for me to get to talk to you guys uh i seem to remember last time we were in the middle of your work day um hope, hopefully you're not having to like skip an hour of work to, to do this this time no it works out this time because uh we're, i'm on the east coast you're a, so you're in a better time zone <laughs> yes, exactly oh excellent did you actually move to benefit the podcast? I think that's what you actually did it for. It just wasn't going to work out long term, yes. So either the podcast or my entire life, and I chose the podcast for sure. Well, this is why you're our favorite, Daniel. <laughs> we understand. We've done this sort of thing ourselves for the podcast, to sacrifice it all. So, Well, Daniel, before we begin talking about this one, this episode, um, can you now that Dom has seen it, tell us a bit more about your time as the extra? Because was it on, did you, were you an extra on 317? Yes. So that was 317, the episode after the shooting episode. And uh, I believe I went and filmed that in February of 2006. I was... I think pretty freshly, freshly 17 and, and, and still a junior in high school at that point. And I kind of went into it a little bit before in the process of me writing in and, and getting to be an extra on the show when I was here for uh, the, the previous podcast episode. Um, and basically, uh, to get a little bit more into it, it was obviously a very exciting episode for me to be uh, there for because it was the episode right after the school shooting. And there had been I think at the time, some rumors that I read on some like One Tree Hill fan sites that there was going to be a school shooting episode, but I hadn't heard anything about anyone dying in particular. Um, so when I was there for episode 317, obviously the school shooting episode had not aired yet, so no one knew what happened. And uh, and and I, I, I sensed that something had gone on, and I re- actually remember being off uh, stage at one point and hearing a scene that was being filmed uh, that I wasn't in and it was skills making some sort of uh, toast it must have been while they were still in the school and I don't think the scene ended up airing because it wasn't in the episode they must have cut it but in the toast he said to Jimmy and Keith and so I I knew that Keith must have died. I wasn't really sure who Jimmy was. Um, and then I remembered he was from season one. But so I got that spoiler a little bit ahead of time. And I got to run home and tell all my friends. Um, I don't think I can be sued for that now. It's been like 20 years. So hopefully the statute of limitations is run. But I did have this like hot gossip that I brought back to my small town to share. I love that. That's awesome. And, and famously chad gave you his water 
um you but you weren't able to quickly drink it and you know get his spit am i correct exactly so i don't know if you saw me i was i'm very obvious to myself because i'm a huge person i'm six foot five and uh and i take up a lot of the the screens and i'm unfortunately dancing in in like the the shot that i'm most visible in now i'm an enormous white man who like has no like sense of rhythm or dancing at all so and there's no music playing while you're filming these scenes they're just like dance and pretend to be drinking and dancing and then they put the music in afterwards so i'm just kind of awkwardly bobbing up and down and you can see me right before lucas takes that guy who's who screams like shooter in the building or whatever and he takes him and he throws him up against the wall um and uh, I, I'm standing right next to Lucas and Brooke uh, at that point before he does that. So it was kind of cool because we shot that take, I think, about 11 times. And each time we'd reset it, we'd, we'd be waiting for them to, like, get ready to, to say action. And so it would just be me standing between Chad and Sophia each of those 11 times. It was really exciting. And so, yeah, there was that incident with the water bottle that I explained last time. And then also an incident where... Sophia uh, like burned herself on a light and uh, she, she burned herself and then like kind of like shouted an expletive under her breath. And then she turned to me and she was like, don't touch that. It's very hot. And I was just like, yes, whatever you say, (laughs) I'll do whatever you say. I'll touch it. If you want me to touch it. I was just so starstruck. I will put it on my face for you. Sophia. (laughs) Exactly. So that was really exciting for me. It was like, it was the perfect like shot that I was able to be in like near two of the best actors. And, and that was really fun. And then there's a second, a second scene where you can see me, um, uh, Nathan and Haley are just kind of slow dancing uh, right around the same time that Rachel admits to, to mouth that she opened the time capsule and you can see me cause I'm so huge. I'm standing more in the back, but my head's clearly there. And so those are really exciting moments. We had like a premiere night at my house and like, ordered food and like it was just it was a really fun thing it was my 15 minutes of fame certainly (laughs) well that's awesome and daniel this is your life because i'm going to screen share right now which is terrible for uh you know podcasting (laughs) but i believe i found you my friend can you see my screen yeah i've muted this on here um is that you here um no no i think that's not oh wait no taller hang on oh my bad my bad hang on i wasn't where are you that dark (laughs) okay hang on wait where are you then i actually am standing off they actually in the scene that you're playing right now where brooke walks lucas down the hallway i was i thought this was you i'm so sorry i'm so sorry no no (laughs) i was actually in this scene and this is the scene that i kept blocking the shot because in a couple seconds, you're going to see Peyton hobble in on her crutches between their two heads. And they wanted to get that shot between their two heads. And I kept blocking it because I'm enormous. <laughs> so eventually, we we, took, we did this like eight or nine times. Eventually, they just, the director like came and like grabbed me by my arm and like took me right out of the shot because I was too big. And so I'm standing behind Brooke actually in the doorway of the tutor center and i'm just kind of watching them from the tutor center and that last take that they got without me in it is is the take that that they kept so i wasn't in that scene so after that scene i was so depressed because i was like 
oh gosh, I'll, I, I'll, I won't be in the show. I won't be in the scene. And then yes, like right here where you are now is where I got my second chance. Do you know what color shirt? So, like, are you the, in the white oh, shirt? Oh wait, here. The blue shirt. Yeah, but back up a little bit more even like, because when the scene starts is where. Oh, I have to say you are. Oh yeah. Cause yep. It, see. Oh, you there are, you are. There you are. You are really tall, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Yes. Yes. There's my there's my dancing skills. The thing I was least Why? qualified to exhibit on national television, they they had me do. Why is this not your profile picture right here? Let me tell you exactly where it should be. There. Yeah. Look, Sophia, Chad. I mean, when there was the MySpace, I'm pretty sure that was my MySpace profile picture for a long time, with Absolutely. like the Frey or Augustana playing in the background when you went on my page. I was, I was all in. Do you know what? You see this girl here. I'm going to superimpose my head <laughs> here on this girl here, and then make this my profile picture. Family portrait. Uh, Daniel, I definitely think you could have um, imposed yourself as a new character or as the new like mouth. And just bin off Lee Norris and be like, it's that was my dream was that they were going to see my just like existence and know I was meant for the show and offer me a role. But I can see alas, it. this was my only chance and I blew it, <laughs> but it was enough for me. It really was like, it, it's just, it's a really cool tidbit that I love to bring up and, and like talk to people about. And there's inevitably a millennial and even like younger generations now who are starting to rediscover the show who like, who, who know about it and want to go find me can, can we share this can we share it on the page on our instagram oh, stuff? Yeah. And be like, this is oh, yeah, this is daniel yeah. so for anyone who's listening we'll 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 share the picture and you find it on our our instagram page and you you'll see daniel he's two head heights above everyone oh. else to be honest so for, which is brilliant i can actually i'll share this part of the podcast like this part of the zoom i can share this part uh, um and and the greatest part about all of this, Daniel, is that you wasn't that goth kid that I pointed out. Again, I'm so sorry about that. No, like I said, I, I I've always been a little like existential and dark, but I wasn't I wasn't to that extreme. But yes, this is the moment. Please share it. That you can caption. This is where Daniel peaked in life, right here. Uh, <laughs> It's, okay, you keep going good. you keep going in that background dancing. Oh, yeah. and after you did you up re- against you'll see my look of my look of shock i'm just i'm just absolutely just oh it. god you're disgusted you, yes you I, did you couldn't even like, sip your drink all in the that violence moment. we've experienced here at this school in tree hill you're gonna you're gonna put your hands on a student like literally two days after i was so yeah would it be brilliant if, well, if in, in this fact, scene where <laughs> sophia is following chad out as if you were following her out like i've got words to pick with you you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly i would have i would oh, prefer man, it if, if you were in all scenes to be honest daniel <laughs> Me too. And actually, I had a chance again in season four to come back and uh, they had no spoilers, of course, because we're not to this point, but they are in senior year. So as you can expect, there are some prom scenes and I was going to be in those prom scenes. And they had even like called to get my measurements, I think, for like formal wear and everything like that. And once again, my my loyal dad loads me up into the car we take the like 11 hour drive to north carolina and i i swear as we were crossing the border into north carolina like 89 percent of the way there they called and said that the scenes were going to be outdoors and it was raining and so they were canceling it and rescheduling it for the next week well i i remember this moment completely in my head because it was it was raining and 
there was that cranberries song uh that's so sad i'm forgetting what it what it is uh right right at this second but um I, it was just like playing on the radio and i was just bleakly looking out the wet window like so depressed as we turned the car around and headed back up to new york i i could not believe it so that was my that was my second chance to be on the show and it didn't quite pan out that's so sad that's so sad i mean I'm so sorry. I mean, I guess the only thing that you could be happy about is it was raining outside, so you know that Nathan and Haley are off somewhere having <laughs> sex because that's their thing. That's their jam, you know? But So they were happy. You weren't, but they were. That's true. Uh, I didn't think about that. But yeah, it was just the, it was just like uh, the, uh, the craziest moment. Oh, Linger. Linger was the Cranberry song. And, and it was just playing on the radio as we turn around and start driving back. I couldn't believe it it because most of those extras were local so like of course it was no skin off of any of their noses to 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 do with the next week they didn't anticipate that there were crazy people like me driving all the way down the continent to be on on this show so uh, i couldn't be as flexible obviously but still amazing commitment i i was thinking about this the other day that because they i don't know if you've heard this daniel but uh Chad Michael Murray is coming out with talk about he's written a, an idea for a reboot of One Tree Hill or a continuation or something. And I was thinking, it probably would never happen, but I was thinking, imagine if they did, right? And they're going to do another season. I feel like that Dom and I have earned the the right to be an extra in an episode of One Tree Hill. And I was thinking, Dom, would you fly to... I mean, maybe we could get it to sync up with when we were trying 2025 <laughs> but even so i'd be down to fly to there to be an extra i think would you do yeah it? absolutely why not we'd, uh, but what we'd might probably get there or halfway there <laughs> yeah. get an email during the flight saying it's not gonna, happening every i was gonna say we'd probably get there faster than daniel driving <laughs> I would fly this time too. No, I would. I definitely wouldn't drive down there. But yeah, definitely more of a financial investment if they pull that stuff again on us. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say I, I didn't feel- hear that. I didn't know he was he was contemplating that. You know, I wonder how that would work because I always thought maybe now that they're doing drama queens and they're working through their trauma and they no longer hold these bad feelings towards the show, maybe they would be more open to doing a reboot again. But always in my mind, I'm thinking, wouldn't Mark Schwann probably have to like sign off? I don't know if like mm-hmm. Warner Brothers or who else just owns the rights and can do whatever they want or whether because this is his like intellectual property, he would have to agree not to participate. That might be the real uh, nail in the coffin for that idea. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's what a lot of people say as well, is that even if he agreed to not be involved in it, that uh, the cast and crew and whatever probably wouldn't want to do it because he would still profit from it right if because it's his because he created it and it's unlikely that he's ever just going to sign it over you know to somebody else so uh yeah it's sad super sad well this episode's also a bit sad daniel to be real um we've spoken about some parts we were just we were just coming into talking about uh mouth and uh, his sort of interaction with Rachel. And what I quite liked about this part is uh, Brooke has told Rachel that she doesn't think people can change. And Mouth is, in fact, saying that people can change. And, in fact, 
people do when they handle their problems face on and where previously with the time capsule i mean you're very much aware of the effect of the time capsule you was there uh but uh she was hiding and not uh taking responsibility for releasing that and he's saying in regards to the car crash you have to take responsibility uh to be able to grow and learn and change um and i think that's great advice from mouth i mean how did you feel about mouth in this one daniel that theme really hit home for me as a teenager and i can remember this episode and and contemplating these questions myself after watching it because i'd spent some of my time in high school and and definitely afterwards trying to change people and uh that's that old saying that you can't you can't force people to change right they have to they have to want to do it and and that's a, a question that's I think plagued me my whole life. And I think plagues most people. There's, there's things about ourselves we can always name. Um, but out of that list of things that we can name that we would, that we would like to change, which of those things should we just accept and come to embrace as, as a part of who we intrinsically are versus which of those things are we capable of changing and bettering? It's the serenity prayer, right? That, that they use at Alcoholics Anonymous of, Lord grant me the the wisdom to to know the things I can change and the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I I obviously obviously can't quote that word for word, but but it's it's that it's that prayer, it's that question I think that plagues most people. Should I just accept this as who I am, or should I really try to work and change this? And uh, I think I don't know where I fall in in that. I I kind of agree with Brooke that that at the end of the day we are who we are, but. I also know that as we as we kind of develop in brain science and our understanding of neuroscience, we're learning that the brain is more plastic and that people can develop new habits and 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 can change their brain chemistry and 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 how they think and what they believe. So I kind of fall fall, I guess, between the two of them. I can see what Brooke's saying, but also as far as as mouth saying that that we have the capability. I think we do if we truly do want it and, and commit to it. And, but only we can do that. I don't think anyone else can help us change a part of ourselves. Mm, Very well said. And I I feel like it's mouth sort of coming with, from a place of optimism. And I think Brooks coming from more of a pessimistic point of view. Um, I think, but I agree. It's kind of a bit of both. You are who you are, but you can change, you know, who you want to be as well. I mean, Dom, what, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I've, I think I'm kind of similar to, to Daniel here in, in my thoughts of that. It's, uh, I'm a little bit on the fence with it. It's, it's not necessarily change. I'm not sure change is the right word, but learn. Uh, and and you know take action based on what you've learned rather than so like like being an addict for example you're you're forever an addict but you've kind of learned and told yourself i'm not going to have that thing anymore because that has this effect on me and it has this effect on other people so it's it's about how you take that thing that you're doing or or whatever that sensibility is and and how you learn to control it uh, and and manipulate it and make it you know work in a slightly different way for you rather than a full exact change i I think you you know it'd be very difficult for anyone to become a different person 
you know okay physically we know that Rachel has made those changes and in, in you know um with surgeries and stuff like that but you know like Daniel was saying brain chemistry and the way she thinks and the way she feels is that hasn't changed that 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 you know it's almost impossible for that to change but there's an element where she could she can learn to love herself again and she can learn to move on from Cooper and she can learn to maybe fall in love with mouth and all these things can happen but it will take time and effort and work and she's got to want to do it for real (laughs) (laughs) for real what an appropriate theme for the new year right (laughs) (laughs) new year's resolution there's that line in the alchemist that book the alchemist that i always quote that's the tragedy of getting older is that you start to believe in fate over self-determination and that line has always Ooh. stayed with me because I feel that that, that is true in, in my own observations of myself. As I get older, I start to have a little less of that youthful drive of anything's possible. I can do whatever I want and more of that acceptance of just what is. So I think it's helpful for us to kind of remember that, that, that there is no point in which we're just completely fully human and fully developed we're constantly growing and self-actualizing through life and that we can make those changes and we can reach our goals, uh, even though we're not 17 anymore and going to Tree Hill High. I said to Dom at the top of the podcast that we need to change the genre of this podcast so it goes in the educational section of iTunes and you're just further amplifying that. So, you know, thank you for proving me right. That's what I love about the show. The show is it's it's not just one of those throwaway teen dramas where it's about who's kissing who. I mean, there is a part of that for sure, but but it is largely asking these questions that that made me start to ask things that that helped me develop as a person as a kid. And I think it's it's so beneficial to to young people who are watching the show. I mean, from a from a slightly lower brow perspective, because we know I I drag the the sense of the podcast down we had talked about you, you know teens kissing and and particularly uh, kissing someone who's unconscious i'm very uncomfortable with it simon seems okay with it do you have any thoughts <laughs> no i said i'd be okay kissing you if you was unconscious so i'm still uncomfortable with it simon's fine with it daniel thoughts <laughs> but we've used simon, specifically Okay. I would say, since we're all about consent, that that probably shouldn't happen. But did someone kiss someone unconscious in this episode? Did Rachel kiss Cooper? She or? did. Yeah, she was. Yeah. All right, I'm forgetting that. Yeah, it was horrible. I hated it. I'm imagining in that case he would have not wanted that to happen, <laughs> or he at least would have said that. Uh, but it, it's clear that what he's saying is doesn't necessarily match up with what he's doing when it comes to Rachel. Uh, I just want to point out that I'm all about consent, but I just feel like, Dom, when it comes to you and I, I feel that consent is implied. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I think it's I fair guess game. I've just given verbal but... consent then. So if it happens now, I, I can't go back on it. I'll use chapstick. Right, enough of the lowbrow. Let's get back to the quali- quality podcasting that Daniel was bringing to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you started this. Um, well, okay, so can we talk about Daniel? Can we talk about the other Dan in this? 
Dan Scott. Um, he's looking very Clark Kent-like, we've decided. There's something that definitely markedly changed about him between seasons three and four. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but uh, Paul Johansson had a glow-up, right? I mean, he was he was a handsome man to begin with, but there's something different about him. He really is a handsome man. Like, I think it... Like, I imagine if you took a took a survey of all people around the world that he potentially could be the eye candy, you know, because, you know, if we're talking about, you know, different ages and whatever, and he's sort of slotting there in the middle, he's going to get, he's going to get your, you know, your, uh, your parent generation, he's going to get like the elderly, the <laughs> he's going he's gonna to get the younger as well, where, you know, Chad and James are probably going more, for a certain demographic, I don't think the elderly are going to be as interested. <laughs> Dom, comments? Yeah, I think you're spot on right there. <laughs> I, I actually think Dan um, and Paul Johansson is, fits within every demographic, to be honest, you know, in terms of people that find him attractive and, and, and lovely and beautiful. In fact, I would probably let him kiss me while I was unconscious, to be fair. To... So now Simon has the open invite and Paul Johansson. And Paul Johansson, yes. One after the other would be fine. That's fair. I don't mind who goes first. <laughs> I can't let Paul Johansson kiss me because he looks too much like my oh, dad. Oh, yeah, that would be so, so weird. <laughs> that would be so creepy. Yeah. 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 But Deb... <laughs> I could... <laughs> or Chad. <laughs> Just anyone know, else in I the cast? Is that what you're saying? Just anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll hold their water too. I'm down for it. Um, okay, well, sorry. Um, so, Dan. Yeah, Daniel, what did you think of Dan in this? I mean, he erupts uh, and chokes, like Darth Vader chokes Deb in the hospital. He's got murderer written on his, painted on his wall that he's covering up. I mean, what did you make of him? That was a really soap opera moment, wasn't it? When those hospital doors close and he waits to the very last second and then boom, he goes in there with the hand, grabs her throat, she screams. That was a really shocking part of, of the episode. Um, gosh, you know, if she knew that he had killed Keith, she would be even more scared than she clearly already is. But I, I thought that was a great scene and that was really exciting and it just makes me sad to see Deb going downhill again now. She's got the drugs. She's got the gun. She's got the wine. I mean, it's just, I hate, she's someone, I I, I, I would say out of all the characters, I want to see her like just be at peace the most. And once again, we find ourselves watching her embark on a downward spiral at the hands of Dan. So that was, that was tough to see. For sure. Dom? Yeah, just... Dan's full control of this episode is um, like amazing. But actually, I think Ghost Kid Keith has the control and really affects him, and it's really bothering him. Uh, like even when he's like tells it to shut up, and um, the the police are coming, and he doesn't know if they're coming because they, you know, they know what he's done. And somebody knows what he's done because it's written on the wall. And there's this whole. I, I have this now. This battle of has he painted it on the wall himself and not realized because it's like kid Keith that has done it or uh, does has someone actually got into his house and painted it on the wall because you know they know what he did 
and um th- this is kind of what i have to toy with and kind of make that uh, assessment and i'm starting to be more of the belief that someone else has come in and painted on the wall someone is aware because I-, I think i mentioned this before but to protect deb i always thought he would find out about deb but to protect deb someone else needs to know because and they're kind of going to say if you do anything to deb then i'll tell on what you did i've got the evidence i've got the proof so maybe his gaze his focus will then be okay i need to take them down because then there's no witnesses and i'm in the clear but yeah it's, it's a whole web of craziness and and deb exactly like daniel said just falling into this depression and panic and fear of you know dan's retribution and coming after her and him having to um him basically yeah just just chasing her and want kind of more blood it just it's it's all a bit crazy i I have no idea where it's going to go to be honest i'm hoping in the next episode we get a little bit more from them but i i think i think the reason season four is one of people's favorites is because of that storyline probably in particular and and where it goes to so that's yeah a little nugget of prediction there then we will find out we will find out well um peyton peyton has a brother oh (laughs) daniel throw it out there peyton has a peyton has a brother uh do you remember what your initial thoughts were about this or reaction I guess I just it's it's interesting to see the the storyline keep cropping up with her like a, a new person's popping into her life and in fact we see at the end of the episode that you same username uh, instant message her from before and I think we all kind that was unresolved wasn't it like we all thought it might be Ellie and then but now Ellie's dead so who is this um and so that was that was really confusing um so I think it was it was that's that's going to be interesting to see that play out again. My favorite thing with Peyton though in this whole episode was just that line when Brooke walks in and she's she's just kind of all done trying to make things better and now she's just like Lucas, thanks for the sex. That was just so good. And he has to go. She was joking. <laughs> <laughs> had to clarify here. Well, yeah. And Dom, how do you feel about the? There's a brother. There's something creepy happening on MSN Messenger or whatever it is. That'd be quality if it was MSN. Um, Like when she had the letter, my my reaction was kind of like Lucas's, like, Jesus, you have a third mum? What's happening now? Um, And then it turns out, no, uh, she has a mysterious brother. So Ellie has had another kid. And I I don't think we get any more explanation than that. uh, I'm kind of assuming down the adoption road again another kid that she couldn't look after and has ended up in the system somewhere was that mentioned no no she said it's uh oh right 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 yeah <laughs> nearly got us <laughs> yes so close no 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 you're right yeah 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 um yep. oh okay i need to rethink my life now <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here um but yeah I, I it was a surprise to be honest I, there's there's so much that's getting that gets thrown at peyton and thrown her way it would be horrible it'd be so horrible if we find out that the brother is the one that has been watching her I, i'd be surprised but, but there is still that possibility she makes the phone call 
um, and there's a hello. But as she makes that phone call, the camera is on. So it is possible for it to be that person and realize who's... I knew you rang me because I, I was watching you as soon as your camera came on. That'd be incredibly creepy and... Um, how unfortunate that as soon as she puts the camera on and makes a phone call that they're already there watching. But yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I was desperately trying to figure out if it's a character we've already met that is that is sending these messages. Uh, and I, I wasn't sure if maybe like the ghost of Felix is is lingering and Felix is, is out there to, to cause some hurt and some hate. But I, I think that's probably unlikely. Um it would have been a great reveal if the stuff hadn't already happened and if he wasn't dead, if it was Jimmy. <laughs> that'd be a great way to bring Jimmy back. <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> um, but yeah, just trying to figure out... I was trying to figure out if it was somebody that we'd, we've, we've already crossed paths with or that Peyton has pissed off or something like that, but I, I couldn't sort of pinpoint anyone in particular that it, that it could be um, or that we already know. Um which almost makes me think even more that it is someone that it is someone that we already know. So, um, yeah, I'm really stuck for trying to figure out who that is. And with the whole brother thing, I think we'll, she'll eventually build up the courage, you know, like she did with Ellie to, to kind of find them and, and talk to them and say, you know, Hey, I'm your sister. I almost thought that the, re- the, re- the reveal with that would be that the dad is someone that she knew. So the dad would be, Keith or something you know it would be something random like that and we'd find out that she's actually you know related to Lucas in some weird way and it's horrible incestuous kind of thing that's happening within One Tree Hill yeah like a like a uh, Luke and Leia situation from Star Wars yeah exactly I've always thought we said before we thought One Tree Hill was like Star Wars so it's finally making sense (laughs) Daniel, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, have you seen Cobra Kai? Oh, yeah. I actually did just get into that. Okay. I was saying I think it's like a modern-day version of One Tree Hill. Just replace martial arts with basketball. It's pretty much – it's pretty similar. Yeah, all that all that daddy tension. and Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> it's like, so right. Yeah, it's so right. exactly. Well, okay. So let's put, let's put Peyton away and let's talk about um, – Lucas and Brooke because they coincide a lot I really like the scene where um I think this might be like the only time this happens in One Tree Hill or it's happened up until this point anyway where the characters are still speaking and the narration goes over the top where Nathan Nathan sorry Lucas is basically like I mean I'm not really paying attention anymore because she already told me that you know that she doesn't miss me now so I you know Maybe I should think of something to say. Oh, wait, I she's I loved that scene. I have to be honest. I thought that scene was brilliant because it just made me think, yeah, we've all done this. We've, we, we've, all, <laughs> we've all done this. Some of us more than others, but we've all been having someone giving us a proper like bollocking, you know, telling us off. And we've phased out because we're thinking, wow, they're shouting a lot. Yeah, they're really having a go at me. Yeah, they're pissed off. I probably shouldn't have done whatever it is I did. And then you have no idea what they said and they've gone. It's just, I, I was literally, I could relate to it. <laughs> that was brilliant. And I, 
someone was saying on the watch along, I get so nervous now when I say someone because I know that that person wants me to remember who it was. And I'm sorry that I never cannot. I just have a lot happening in my life. Leave oh, God. <laughs> um, no, I love and appreciate you all, but it's hard for me to remember. It's hard. Um, somebody said, someone very special to me, because they're a raven, said that, um, that this was difficult because they were divorcing right at, at this period and um you know tough scene i mean daniel what do you reckon i liked the narration that was playing over top him saying you know there had to be something to say something that no one had ever said in the history of the world that could fix this he's looking for his one tree hill moment you know the last time i was on the podcast i talked about these one tree hill moments that i that I crave in my own life, that moment where just someone has the right words and the right music's playing and you just have a moment of true human connection, right? He's looking for that moment in his own show at this point. And all he can come up with is, I'm sorry. And that wasn't it. It falls flat. And I I just thought that was really interesting to watch and very uh, appropriate because that's the way life usually does work out. We usually don't get our One Tree Hill moment. Uh, what we have to say usually isn't a magic word, and uh, and we have to start doing rather than just saying. And I think that's something that Lucas needs to work on because he is a writer in his heart. He does have the right words most of the time, but his behavior across these three seasons, uh, largely when it comes to these relationships with Brooke and Peyton, has has really fallen short. And he's been down this road before. And I was really proud of Brooke to see her take charge of this narrative for once and just say listen, I'm, I'm just going to end this because I'm not going to keep getting played like this. And that was a great moment for her character to really find the strength within herself to do that. You're scaredy good at this, <laughs> Daniel. I'm not sure if I want you on anymore because you show me up. You oh, show me up. Well, we get Daniel on every week. <laughs> but I think that's probably the better option. <laughs> I look forward to coming on. So anytime you guys want to have me, let me know. There you go, and you live a lot closer now, technically. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're awesome. I love you have such great insight, very articulate, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I I fully agree. It's great that Brooke is taking ownership, and it's just like enough of your bullshit, man. Like you know, you don't call me back. He never really seems to show that he cares and you know in that sense of that we all need it in our lives that sense of feeling wanted and validation and you know things that hurt the ego like there we shouldn't and we wish we couldn't but we do we all feel those things and especially as teenagers right where our hormones are all over the place and we're a bit more you know we're learning to control our emotions and everything which i don't think you really get to fully get to until you're like in your late 20s early 30s really and maybe even beyond that but she needs some reassurance and he never never offers that to her so i think i agree it's a nice move for her to take the lead and just be done with him i don't know why he's so confused though like even afterwards when he's talking to his mom in his bedroom and and he's, he's asking, how do you get over someone who doesn't love you back? I'm sitting there thinking, it's actually the complete opposite problem 
Lucas. She's loved you all this time, and and you can never truly love her back. I don't know why he's so. Uh, he doesn't even seem to be aware of what he's going through or his own feelings. I guess that's being a teenager, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think teenage confusion plays into it. I think he wants to love Brooke. I think I might have said this before. He wants to love Brooke, but actually he's he's always loved Peyton and, and that connection has, has never gone. I mean, he even mentions it in the episode. He says, like, when have we just... When was the last time we just sort of hung out like this and, you know, had this feeling? And it was nice when they were playing, like, the music game, which, you know, would be, like, my perfect game to play. I think, well, what a brilliant game. And... um uh, yeah, just shout out to old school iTunes on there as well, which was which was beautiful to see. But um, I I think he's he's he tries to build these deeper, meaningful connections with everyone, and it's it's not worked with Brooke because it's not necessarily reciprocated in, in the way that he's expecting. He's expecting that gothic novel love, isn't he, or or that deep, you, you know, kind of. Um, like it's a Bronte sister kind of novel or something like that. You know, that that's kind of what he wants. He wants that old school kind of passion, you know, fuck it. Let's throw in a Steinbeck as well. You know, why not? And, and, and that's kind of what he's after. He wants kind of that classic kind of emotional response from someone. And he's not getting that from Brooke, but he's still trying to convince himself that he loves her. And she's absolutely made the, the right choice by turning around and saying enough is enough. I've had enough of being, the one that chases you all the time and the one that kind of craves your attention and, and your gaze and your notice. I don't get it. Someone else has that. And you know what? You can have them. I've just had enough of this. So it's time for me to just get on with my life and, and move on. And yeah, well done her. So bravo. I think that's, it was a, it was a great moment and a really, really good scene. Well, let's talk about uh, Karen. So, Karen has a few scenes here and there, but Dan is kind of uh, trying to offer a hand of support in what we know what it is, is that he feels guilty that, you know, he murdered Karen's baby's future baby's dad, you know, and um, put her back in that situation of being having to be a single parent and he's offering would it be would it be the weirdest thing if we got a grab we grabbed a cup of coffee or we went to see a movie you know yes that would be weird it'd be weird for us to see as viewers you know i mean daniel what do you think this is just pure guilt or do you think well, i mean okay you know <laughs> don't we but what you thought at this point do you think it's pure did you think it was pure guilt or did you think it's uh you know an old flame still burns well, we always want to believe Dan can change, and it seems like he's making a bit of a comeback here. He's He got invited to the wedding that he never thought he'd probably be invited to. He's even sitting in the back of the limo with Nathan uh, between him and Deb, uh, so, and he seems to be kind of making little uh, moments of improvement uh, on his relationship with Karen, so... I I would like to think that learning that he killed Keith basically for no reason has really uh, affected him and 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 wants and what makes him want to change his relationships with people. And as far as Karen goes, I think that scene between her and Lucas where that I just mentioned was really brilliant. Where where when Lucas asks, you know, how do you get over someone who doesn't love you back? And her response, the perfect line was. Uh, well, when I do get over it, I'll I'll get back to you. 
I love those moments where parents are super honest with their kids and honest about the fact, well, kind of like the theme we were talking about before with Rachel, that life is continually a, a process of of change and and self-actualizing oneself and that you, you never are fully cooked at 18 or 25 or 30. You're always growing. And that in that moment, Karen's so honest with Lucas and that she's still dealing with this. She doesn't have all the answers to life like like we think our parents do when we're tiny little kids. And in that moment of honesty, I think it was enough for Lucas. And I think it sent her out of the room thinking about that very question, is she over Dan or, or, or isn't she, is there a place for him in her life? Because he's offering. Perfect response as always. That's all we come to expect now. <laughs> Dom. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan kind of making himself, it's almost like making himself a bit more available to Karen, isn't he? Or a lot more available to Karen. And, is kind of trying his luck like could we get a coffee okay let's go to a movie but that that was like a massive jump from like let's get a coffee let's talk about things let's you know find out one what's been going on in your life but two how we're gonna move forward you know because i've told you i want to support you and support um keith's baby um because of you know overwhelming guilt that he might have because the creepy little ghost that keeps appearing is telling him what to do you know either way something is is pushing him back towards karen but i'm pretty sure i said probably near the end of season one that this we were heading in this direction that there's some sort of moment of reconciliation coming and karen is is getting a little bit more open to the idea of dan being around you know she looked at him in the last episode helping Lucas with his bow tie and she looked at you know she when she let him in um into her kitchen you, you know it wasn't a get out what you're doing here it was a well whose fault is that you know when he says you know I've screwed things up with Deb or whatever and and you know it, it was more playful is not the right word it was it was a calm level there, there wasn't any freaking out it wasn't get out I don't want you here it was Okay, I'm accepting that Dan is around now and he's kind of said he's going to be around. So maybe I should get used to this. It's almost like she wants to be comfortable with it. And then what she says to Lucas at the end, exactly like Daniel said, was perfect, perfect line. And um, kind of highlights to me a little bit more that, that we are going to keep heading down that weird little tunnel of Dan kind of pushing Deb away and Deb becoming this, um, you know sort of in her addict phase and really struggling and there's going to be no one around in the house because you know cooper's in hospital at the moment nathan's moved out into the apartment with Haley. dan doesn't live there anymore so she's all alone and and we're trying he, he's trying to isolate her he's been isolated for so long and it's now about making her the bad guy um and dan will try and paint himself in a better light but with dan there's always an ulterior motive so he's he's gonna have something planned For real. <laughs> it's just end like, for yeah real. for real whatever <laughs> we've been burned by dan in the past yeah I, I can't trust anyone in tv because of dan so there you go i'm definitely not going to trust him we're going to have daddy issues yeah now, all of us <laughs> we've all got it especially me because he looks just like him that's why i can't have him kiss me when i'm unconscious <laughs> That's a real compliment to your dad, Simon. I'm, I want to see what he looks like now. He's a good-looking man, Daniel. 
he's a good thing there. Well, I mean, when I say looks like him, he looks like him in that my dad's got that hair colour and, you know. That style? He could look, yeah, that style. He looks like and he wears suits and things. He could look like him from, there was the episode in, was it in season one? Or season two? I think it's season two with the pretzel. He when when Nathan drops a pretzel on the floor and then he gives it to Dan. I remember in particular. I think we spoke about it on the podcast being like, "Yeah, I can see that there. It like looks like my dad in like the sort of late nineties, early two thousands. But but yeah, no, yeah, I give compliments to my pups all day. <laughs> Why not? I love him. I've said it on the <laughs> podcast. Okay, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's talk. The only person we haven't really spoken about here is Skills. Skills pops up. He wants a spot on the Ravens and uh, as a, a shot of getting into college. So we're going to see what happens there. I mean, Dom, you think he's going to get in? Uh, yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, I, I can't see him not making the team. He's now in the opening credits. So he's he's got a permanent place for season four. So I think he is going to make the team. And I'd alluded to like some sort of coaching aspect of Lucas. And I think Lucas will support the team that way. Um, so like be like Whitey's assistant perhaps and like try and coach the team and mold them together that way because he can't be directly involved in playing or at least at the moment. Um, so I think that's that will be his role. And um, he's going to do for skills what Keith did for him, which is kind of, again, what Lucas alludes to in the in the episode. Says, you know, I was I was introduced to the team this way i could definitely introduce you that way as well so yeah i think he's going to do that um whitey will go i trust your judgment just like i trusted keith's and yeah he's a great player let's let's try him out let's get him on the team and daniel before we go into judgments i know you you didn't get to speak on you know like nathan or hayley um is there anything you wanted to to add or to to say about them well, I like the beginning of this storyline for Nathan. He's he's haunted by by his dreams and he's haunted by some sort of vision or something that he had in the water. And I like to see this more existential uh, side of him. And I, those are, are issues I confront daily too. So I'm excited to take uh, this journey with him. Um, and I would just say, I guess, generally about this episode... I just want to highlight and point out how important this episode was. I don't know how much this translates to the UK, but because I think these were American channels, but both UPN and the WB, they were, they had merged into the CW network at this point. And I can remember that we weren't sure we were going to get this episode. I think this was for sure the, the, the closest they ever came to getting canceled. And I can remember coming home the month after I went to go do my uh, my extra bit and see, at the end of season three. I came home and I I wrote off a letter to Don Ostroff, the the head of the CW network, because she was choosing which shows would live and which shows would die. Um, and I can remember writing this her this whole letter with the reasons. I even included Sunkissed on why the show was so great and had such a wide appeal and incorporated like real life elements into it, like contests and, and different things. And I actually read it to myself before I came on the podcast today, because I still have it saved on my computer. And it was just funny and brought me back to, to that fear. I can't believe they ended season three on such a, on 
on such a crazy cliffhanger, uh, m- multiple cliffhangers. That was really, really brave of them to do. And maybe they did that because because they wanted to spur some fan enthusiasm to get the show back on the air. I'm not sure, but it was just a, a huge uh, sigh of relief when the show got picked up and came back for season four. I didn't think it was going to happen. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. And uh, I love that. Like. Th- the idea of writing a letter and everything. That's also why Lucas does so much recapping in this episode. If that seemed off to anyone, he, he, he keeps he keeps telling us stuff we already know in the narration. I think they were doing that because the CW wanted to attract more viewers who maybe hadn't seen the show back when it was on the WB network. And so they wanted to kind of bring us up to speed. And it seemed off at first, but then it, it, it connected at the end when we found out, oh, he's writing. He's writing about his life and he's he's coming into his own as a writer and that's what we're hearing that's why this narration makes sense thought it was a clever way for them to do that yeah i hadn't really considered that so it's a really really good point thank you for bringing that up because i hadn't really thought of the reason he's kind of spelling things out for us throughout the episode but particularly at the end is because that could be it and yeah i guess for me because i'm only watching it now it doesn't translate for me so yeah it is important and yeah thank you so much for sort of highlighting that there's one thing you you mentioned cliffhangers and there's one thing that we haven't talked about before we get to judgments and that is Brooke and Haley finding out that one of them is definitely pregnant now I think Haley was going to tell Nathan in the car and or yeah in the car but she says she got accepted into Stanford she changed it so um and, and I was convinced that she wouldn't be pregnant because of the whole I'm on birth control episode, you know, where he was freaked out and worried about getting trapped and stuff. But I'm now starting to think um, she she might be, but I'm also, you know, completely not sure. But when the, the doctor comes into the, the room and says, yep, yeah, you're pregnant, there's that look of fear amongst them. And, and we're being left, obviously, to make a decision as to who we think it is. So I have to be bold and brave now and decide who I think it is. And Brooke has come out and said, no, it's not me. It was, you know, I did the test or whatever, but I did a few in the negative or something like that. Or someone else's. I can't remember quite what she says, but she said she's not pregnant. But the way kind of Haley reaches out to her is I think it, it must be her. So I think Brooke is pregnant. So I'm going to say it here now, and hopefully we find out. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. We will see. Well, <laughs> wasn't that clever how um, they did that with the camera panning? It pans away from Karen, who we know is pregnant. We hear you're pregnant. It pans back, and it shocks us. That was that was really cool. Very good, very good camera work. They, in this one. They did. Yeah, they do a lot of good stuff like that, like good uh, little moves like that. Speaking of good things, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not, then help us out. Check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. But Daniel, they also go through. Ravens? Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) That's right. Ravenshoops.ravens. No, they go through nuts. They go through nets. Daniel, who's your favorite performer of this episode? 
favorite performer, hands down, Bethany Joy Lenz, who might have still been Bethany Joy Gayaletti at this point. I don't remember. I think it's dumb when actresses change their names. It's like, just keep the same name we've always known you by. But um, she she really outdid herself in this episode. The the open, The ending scene of the last episode and the beginning scene where she's there screaming off the bridge... That was the moment where I was like, she's the best actress on this show, hands down. I really think that she has a lot of talent. And we see that again in her scene with Rachel, where she really gives it to Rachel. And she's like, are you going to even change a single thing about yourself? You've been given so many chances. You were the victim of a school shooting. Uh, and and still, still that has not reformed you. So what is going to do it? And I just feel like we really, we really uh, connected with uh, Bethany's uh, Joy, I should say, Joy's character in that scene. For real. Uh, Yeah, for exactly the same reasons, Bethany Joy Lenz. I'd mentioned uh, the scene on the bridge before you came on, Daniel, and and had exactly the same thoughts. I thought she was fantastic. So, yeah, same choice. What about you, Simon? the same reasons already (laughs) stated uh also conscious of time (laughs) daniel who's your favorite character of this episode i would say brooke she she was there for rachel in a moment where rachel's the most unpopular person in the world and that took a lot of of character and strength and as previously noted i liked her taking control of of her relationship and and ending it with lucas uh, so that she can start to move on nice well special shout out to brooke but i went with someone that i never pick and i've actually picked lucas for this episode because he played kind of a little bit of a hero slash little bit of a clueless teenager and you know this he went through this kind of roller coaster as well and asking his mom questions and not really understanding what what's going on and just the kind of the narration throughout the episode i thought he um yeah, he kind of embodied this episode a little bit more than than anyone else for me. So that's why I picked Lucas. And you, Simon? I, I'm torn between a couple, but I'm going to go with Brooke, I think, for the same reasons as what Daniel was saying. I think she made some bold decisions and she was supportive. Um, part of me wanted to pick Mouth, but he wasn't <laughs> in it enough. But I liked his sentiments of that people can change. And I thought it was kind of an optimistic point of view but yeah i'll go with brooke what about your favorite background performer one line or less daniel i i can't even think of any that were on i'm going to defer to you guys there were there were a few of them when um uh cooper has his his heart stops or whatever and they have to resuscitate him there's a couple of them that do talk but there's one that that barely says anything so i'm going to pick that person like doctor slash possible nurse number two lucas looks at the babies um so i'm going to pick the baby (laughs) in the middle um and daniel you can have one of them other babies done everyone's good what about your favorite line daniel favorite line in the show uh probably when uh rachel uh wakes up and she just uh, comes right out with, uh, like, that she knows this this can't be heaven because they wouldn't let us skank like Brooke Davis. <laughs> love that. It's a good line. <laughs> and uh, and Mine well. is when the police are driving up to Dan's house 
uh, to come and get him. Obviously, we know to tell him that Nathan has been in an accident, but Keith is like, somebody knows you did a murder, or ghost Keith, and he's like, shut up, you little smart-ass ghost. I thought that was a good line. What about you, Simon? My one was one from Skills, when he's like, you know Bev and be hearing things. <laughs> he's like, try not to kiss her when Peyton just... appears in the corridor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just like that moment. Like, because he's like, Bevan heard this, Bevan heard that. You know how Bevan be hearing things. I <laughs> just like that. Um, uh, what favorite song, Daniel? I think the within you song, the Ray Lamontine. I'm saying his name right, correct? Uh, but his song that played during the breakup scene that was appropriately placed. Loved it. He's on the show a lot. They have him. They have a lot of his music. Nice. Uh, um, I went. There was a brief moment of a Coldplay song being picked, and I tend to, I, I don't always do it intentionally, but pick out the British band. So yeah, I went for Coldplay. as a song called "A Message," I, I believe. Uh, what about you, Simon? You, you love everything <laughs> no, British, don't you? Keep calm, and carry <laughs> Daniel, on. Daniel, when you listen back, you'll understand what Simon, why Simon is saying that because he, because he hates uh, England and Britain. But um, <laughs> you'll find out why. It's true. Belong in Wilmington, Simon. Oh. That do you think? I think that's actually what it is. I think it's just I belong in Tree Hill. Um, song. Mine, mine. It was the song that played at the end. I don't know which one it was, but the, the "Leave Me Alone," Dom. The one that's the montage one. Leave me alone right now. Um, okay, and last but not this. least, the precious, precious rating. Daniel, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Really good episode. Not the best I've ever seen. I'd give it an eight. <laughs> okay, okay. Good to know. And Don, uh, you had a number? You I thought had, about yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, good. What's your, what's your Mine number? Mine was also Don't eight. Say it. And eight as well. Easy. All the way around. Three eights. Make it great. Daniel, you are also great. Thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to, to speak with you. Uh, love your insight. And yeah, you're too good at this. You make me look bad. But besides that, I love you coming on and lovely to have you. Well, thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you guys again. And in 2025, it's already in my calendar. Excellent. Well, we'll Let's come go. to where you are and we'll drive down together. And we won't cancel it when we're like nearly there either. Road trip. We won't play the cranberries. Yeah, no. we'll be Maybe zombie, but not linger. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Thanks, thank you guys. so much for joining us. You're well. Hang on. Awesome. We just got a Ravens on three. Here's oh, here we go. Done. We just go straight in. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. 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 <laughs>